The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me is... Jack Snodgrass, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod! <laughs> the third, well, third, you and Tom Tashi have to fight over it. New Nasty Boy. Okay. So, I think you could probably win. Uh, is he a know. large person? No, he's the guy who did all the statues. He's about, I think he's just like a couple inches shorter than me, but he's got to be 50 pounds less. Okay, I bet he has... He does all the statues. Yeah. He says he has strong hands. Very strong hands. Okay. So maybe I'm underestimating. Okay, I'll stay out of his reach. There you go. Keep him honest with the jab. Yeah, a little jab. Lee is out. He is... Uh, last, yesterday when I talked to him, he was in Texarkana, so he's probably in Dallas by now. Mm-hmm. So Jack's filling in. You know? Hi, Lee. Hello, Lee. We, we, you are here in spirit. You are. You are very much here in spirit. I might just fucking call him. Be like, hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're missing out. He may have an opinion to share. I don't know. Nah, he's busy. Okay. Or else I would, you know. Yeah, you know, you got, sometimes you just need a week off, you know? Yeah, that's true, man. You know, we've been doing this every week for a long time. Sometimes. Yeah, take a personal personal week. Take a, take a mental health break. That's right. That's what I was going for. Yeah. So, how are you? I'm good. You know, I don't need a mental health break. I've, I've, I've had too many. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. All is well. All is well. I, I, I feel like I've watched uh, several Reds games here the last couple days. There you so go. So I feel like I'm tuned in. I am uh, on the verge of becoming emotionally invested to this team, but I'm, I'm a little skittish. I don't want to give out my heart too easily because I'm st- I'm not a Cincinnati boy, you know, born and raised. Sure. So I don't just want to give it out all, you know, namby pamby like just to anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it's a likable group of guys, and they're they're you root for them because they're they're almost they're almost right there. You they're know, almost mm. good at baseball. Almost. <laughs> but they they've cleaned it up. I will say, whatever they the the deadline moves they made. It got me. It basically extended my interest. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I'll, I'll sit down and play. It's almost like you're at blackjack and someone dealt you like a king. It's like, oh, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see a couple more cards, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I'm in. There you go. Yeah. Being in is good. I mean, like, you can't really ask for that much more. When I mean, we're, we're six games over. 500 which is great which is great we're talking about reds baseball in august yes. talking about playoffs yes scoreboard watching other teams yes which is kind of what you you hope for we are alive we're alive barely are the pulse is there it's happening but like boy it's it's also gut-wrenching and and it is painful but that's a part of being a Cincinnati sports fan so lock in yes man. okay well lock the in. next it's month terrible. is going to be uh pivotal i feel like I think your feelings are accurate. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I well, I, I feel like there's a lot of reason to be hopeful for it. Like yeah, th- those hopes could be dashed against the rocks if Castellanos comes back and he's not quite right. Mustakas gets re-injured. I feel like I'm putting a curse on the Reds right now. You're not. You're uh-huh. definitely. It's. I wouldn't say a curse. It's def- It's close to a hex. Okay. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> that's not yeah. what I'm trying to do. I'm just acknowledging <laughs> that 
<laughs> the hope is good, but it's a tenuous hope. Yes. You know? Well, we also needed this this for the beginning of this year. We needed everything to go right for mm-hmm. them to be to win the division, mm. and it hasn't, right? Right. You have Antone still out. You have Sims out uh, today with Lorenzen getting that save. That's the ninth Reds pitcher to get a save this year. That's a franchise record. I don't know if that's a good stat. That can't be a good stat. No, that's a glaringly obvious stat that you don't have a closer. Yeah. And instead, you saved $12 million by shipping out your closer. I mean, when Mariano Rivera's with the Yankees for 27 years... How many people other than him got a save? I would say nine, I, right? <laughs> no. I think that's generous. Yeah. Because Mariano would not let them go out. He's like, you really think so? Yeah. Have, you, have you seen the video of me murdering minnows with a stick? <laughs> I'm for sure going to go out there and pitch the night oh, no matter man. what. To be as good at something that he was at pitching would be – I would like to do that. I don't know what it is, but uh, he was the surgeon, and I have a – Deep, deep, deep love and appreciation for what he can do. Oh, yeah. I mean, he only had to throw the cutter. Mm. Like, if you could do... Okay, if you could do one thing in this world, like, at that level, throwing a cutter... Like, literally anything. Mm-hmm. Aside from throwing a cutter, what would it be? Stand-up comedy. 100%. I get what you mean. But I, okay, stand-up for sure, but there's so many facets to stand-up. Oh, stand-up's not that simple. No, you I mean... Can't, you can't just have one really good joke. But you, just yeah. go, you go on the road. <laughs> keep going God, back to the well. He's only got five minutes, but good God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's destroying. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. One thing. I mean, one thing. That's what Mariano was excellent at, throwing his cutter inside and catching that corner, or low and outside and catching that corner. master one thing? One thing. Dude, I don't know. I was going to say, like, cooking or something like that, but that's not one thing. Yeah, because uh, you could say, like, one dish. Yeah. You could say, like, I wish I've I could I've mastered lasagna. Yeah. I w- you know what? Maybe that's it. <laughs> lasagna. Maybe not lasagna, but one dish that is the best in the world. Yeah. You are world-renowned. You are the best ever at making this and dish. And then I bastardize it and franchise it. <laughs> and then I get to trade moon, uh, moon trips with <laughs> Jeff Bezos. By the way, yeah. can I tell you something that I heard yeah. today? This has nothing to do with the Reds. That's I don't know. fine. It doesn't have to be. I was talking to my dad. Okay. All right. And I was I ran by I ran a premise by him which I normally do not do. But sure. I was just talking about it would seem like relevant. It mm-hmm. seemed relevant. And it's about Jeff Bezos going to space. That's all you need to know. And he goes, "You know why he's doing that, right?" And I was like, "Clearly, no. I do not know why <laughs> Jeff Bezos is going to space." And he said, "I don't know if you heard about this. I googled it for 10 seconds." Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, it's true. There are diamonds in the atmosphere. That Jeff Bezos and these other super rich guys are harvesting with their little spaceships. They're basically like intergalactic shrimp boat guys. What? And they are catching diamonds and they're bringing them back. Okay. Did your dad read this on like QAnon? Uh, I can't rule that out. (laughs) I cannot rule that out. But I I Googled it and it's possible from what I... I mean, how, is it, how would it be possible? Is I it like, don't know. I guess there's like space chunks, and they just take them. And, okay. And I, something up there. I don't know. Okay, look. I, this is not. I'm uh, clearly. I'm running out of room here. I'm running out of rope. 
I, I'm not, not. I'm not in a position to be challenged on this. You just. I was hoping you'd be like, "Oh, that sounds really cool." Space diamonds. We should get some. No, but, I'm going to keep digging deeper okay. so I can find space diamonds. Yeah. Well, apparently they're the next thing. The next big thing, you know how unobtainium? Did you see uh, Avatar? Avatar? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. And I just have been wrestling with that all day. So when you ask me what's new, that's what's new. That's because, pretty new to deal with. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the idea that people are going to be potentially, if this is real, out there in space with yeah. a net, more or less, <laughs> catching these di- I don't know. I, I don't know if they're like, you can actually, I don't know if you have to like, you get a piece of space rock and you have to chip away. I'm like, oh, we got space diamonds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I'm interested. So the I, I guess now this is me. I'm really putting things together here. So now they're going to have, they'll be charging private citizens sure. $250,000 to go about space. Yeah. All the while, they're catching space diamonds. They're doubling down their money. Yeah. It's a brilliant plan. So what you're telling me is is in 30 years, we're going to turn on the Discovery Channel and we're going to see the deadliest catch in space. Yes. And it's just going to be guys who went from truckers to or fishermen to being shot up into space to be like, we've got a tough one yeah. here, boys. Yeah, you were tough when we lost a couple boys, fell off the <laughs> ship, and they're just in the abyss of space <laughs> right now. <laughs> they're just floating. We had to call Cindy and tell her what happened, but... You know, that's she. He knew what he signed up for when he went to mm. fucking space to get these diamonds <laughs> for Jeff Bezos the third. It's a tough living. It's it a is. Tough. <laughs> it takes a special kind of man to be a space diamond hunter. And then up next, space diamond truckers. <laughs> mm. Oh, but I. When you first said that, like, you know why Jeff Bezos went to space, the first thing that came to mind, you said, Dad. So I was like, oh, this is going to be the joke that's like, oh, to get away from his ex-wife. No. I'm like, see, dad joke. No. No. no joke. He, my dad was left so serious and <laughs> probably going to find a way he, he can get a piece somehow. Like, how can... How can I fuck... How can I harness it? Can we it? invest in this? We, we do it every day. Yeah. Uh... Hey Alexa <laughs> See every day we're doing it Alexa give me some space diamonds <laughs> Oh she's lighting up Here's something I found What if she just shoots a couple oh. out at us Oh it's boo I Alexa stop What if What if she was like You guys are? What if she knows that She's been trained To know that we've We've encroached on a subject that we're not supposed to know about. Exactly. And then she just gasses us. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts going classified, classified, and then. Yeah, we should probably change the subject. No, uh, here's the thing: art. The thing we upload our podcast on, Art 19, got bought out by Amazon Music. So okay, we're in the servers, Jeff dude. Bezos, man, uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, this is our future. We're going to be polishing space rocks. <laughs> we're going to be covered in, in space soot. And using our toothbrushes to yeah. for nine dollars an hour. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And thank God they get to go to space. We get to live in a Wally-like utopia. Yeah. While they go and just destroy the resources left in the universe. This yeah. is great. Is this now? This is straight up the plot of Avatar. Yeah, it actually is. James Cameron. Uh, you know. He he killed it. He nailed it on the head. Who would have thought? I would have gone to the moon. I would like if I was. Maybe that's next because if there's yeah. if there's diamonds just floating in the space air, 
There's got to be something on the moon. Maybe the one thing you're really good at is going to the moon. Yeah. And you just don't know it yet. That's it. Yeah. I can do one thing well. <laughs> it's I go the, to the moon. Get me space diamonds. <laughs> oh, my do you, God. Do you think, so how many people do you think deny the space landing? Me. What's the percent? You do? It, it was filmed on a soundstage. Okay. I mean, come on. I mean, I like to believe that because that's almost more fun than the fact way that... Way more fun. It's way more fun than, than Stanley Kubrick <laughs> at the, on a Warner Brothers lot just shot the yeah. moon landing yes. and made it look shitty mm-hmm. because they're like, well, he did 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> you know about, you you know know about, about this space. works. You know how to shoot it. We'll get rid of the apes and the, the giant thing in the ground, mm. but for sure... You can film space. Yes, absolutely. There was, there's, it was like they didn't think about it long, you know. No, they were like because George Lucas wasn't around yet, right? No, that would have been funny. He if was, there a- was like a, a Wookie on the next to Neil Armstrong, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this, I don't deny the lunar landing, but I, I never haven't looked into. It. I think I couldn't handle it if I started looking no. into it. And start tugging on that string. I was like, they actually filmed it on a soundstage. Soundstage, like that would. Uh, I don't know. I already have an unhealthy amount of skepticism, and that I feel like would really take my innocence. Right. It unlocks another door that you don't need to open. Yeah, I don't need that. Right. Uh, after after last year, I don't need you know because we're all conspiracy theorists now. A little bit, at least <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And True. I, I don't need any more. No, I don't need it at all. I'm good, man. I got Pfizer going through me, and I don't need to think about what else, what other things it's what controlling, a, yeah. and all that stuff. Ignorance is bliss. Put me back in the matrix. That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't need any pills. Do you have actually? Maybe do you have Benadryl? I, I don't have any Benadryl. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where I would. Live. I keep Claritin on me though. It's um, a smart move. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope uh, I hope we really did land on the loon. Could you, uh, on the loon? Could you <laughs> could you imagine if you were Neil Armstrong and you were just being pimped out and he's like signing all these autographs and writing books? Yeah. And he just never went. He never went. Never went. No. That's the life, dude. He would have killed himself already. No, who was the uh, who was the other one that went to the moon? It was Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Have you seen that video of him punching somebody in the face? And he was like in his mid eighties. Someone was like, "Hey, so was it filmed and faked?" He didn't even deny. He just in front Typical. of cameras just decked him in yeah, the face, which is what you would do. That's probably what they 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 probably instructed him. They're like, "Hey, if anyone pushes you on this, you have to overreact yeah. because." <laughs> Your moon landing, quote unquote, it was very special to you, <laughs> and you need to fight people about it. Yeah, you mm. went up nine times or whatever. How many times they went up? What there was like thirteen Apollos or seventeen uh, Apollos? Well, a couple of them didn't make it there. A couple <laughs> of them didn't. <laughs> pretty good odds. Though. They were like not like eight for seventeen or nine for seventeen, whatever. Yeah, pretty good batting average. Pretty I mean, good average. I mean, when people first started sailing to America from Europe, that wasn't that was probably less than that so much less yeah. our on moon percentage is very high would you rather would you rather take a wooden ship from new york city to london like like the mayflower recreated you you ride the mayflower sure you don't have to captain it you're just on it okay you maybe have to do some shit on the boat whatever a, whatever you would do sure or go to the moon shit that's tough because i'm claustrophobic okay and going to the moon would be tough just because I'm trapped in that tight space. Yeah. And then I'm in the suit the whole time. But then I'm in space. So then it's like I got to like calm myself and be like, I'm in space. Because like even like a four-hour flight, I get a little anxious because okay. I'm t- trapped in. Boat would be a lot easier, I think, on that, the anxiety level. 
But I'd also be afraid of that we would like run into Trash Island and fucking drown. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? The the Santa Maria would be no match for <laughs> Trash Island. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I think of the moon. I think I would go to space. I'd, have to, I'd suck it up and go to space. I I would need to know which one took longer. Uh, probably the boat. Yeah, I would it's, think so too. It's you're not going fast on the Mayflower. I mean, I was you're probably what topping out at 25, 30 miles that's an hour. That's true. And if you do that, if mm-hmm. you do that, people can be like, "That's already been done, bro." Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I, so they also would say that about the moon, but like less are we, people. Are we talking about the accommodations? Like we're talking about like with Apollo thirteen or Apollo eight or whatever the one with Tom Hanks was. Or are we talking like Jeff Bezos? Jeff puts, Bezos. He like, said, "Hey, you just want a free ticket to go on my first moon expedition for sure." The moon, then. Okay. The accommodations would be better. Okay. Right, because if I'm going on Hopefully. the Mayflower, I'm dump, I'm dumping out into a bucket. Yeah. Which one is? I guess which one? Which one are you more likely to die? Sure. I think you're more likely to die on the Mayflower. Yeah. You have less control over the rudders, your speed. You, for sure, have to drink your piss at some point, like a water world situation. Yeah. Because you, you're, you're, are you also getting modern amenities? Are you getting, like, bottled water? Are you getting, like... Because if you're straight up remaking the Mayflower, that's going to be brutal on everything. Sleep alone. Like, I, I would get seasick, which is a... That would be bad. Yes. Real bad. Uh... How bad is your seasickness? Bad enough. <laughs> you know? I've only been... I went deep sea fishing one time. And it would, it looked it looked so much fun yeah. for everyone else. They were catching red snapper that were like four feet long. Whoa. And I was in the cabin just puking my balls off. Oh. And like I remember I... Because you go you go out into the ocean five hours. It's like, why yeah. can't we do two and a half? Why, <laughs> what, what, is, what is out there... Four and, foot long and I remember snappers. I napped and I woke up and my face was green like I was fucking like in a like I was a Popeye or something <laughs> and people were like your face is green I was like no it's not and then sure enough I was puking in the cooler oh 30 minutes later the captain was yelling at me <laughs> it's like you thought that like, he, he would he would be accustomed to seeing seasickness and he would yeah. be compassionate or he would at mm-hmm. least relate like I ain't got his sea legs yet but no he was <laughs> he was mad at me he was like, "Go to the side of the boat. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, you are—you have the fucking world's largest toilet outside of the walls. I didn't see it that way, but <laughs> <laughs> you were making chum, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful, but it looks so much fun. Because where else would you catch fish like that? I mean, the aquarium. Yeah, you are Jeff yeah. Bezos. You make a shit ton of money. You rent out the aquarium, and you get gear to go catch those fish that would be cool is that when you found out you were see you had seasickness or did you know before uh i was a i was just a boy uh i was was just like 11 and didn't you know in kentucky there's no ocean so um oh i didn't know that yeah no ocean in kentucky well i mean it was off gulf shores so it's alabama there's barely an ocean but yeah uh yeah it was uh no, it's a rough way to find something out about yourself. You know, you can get like little patches you put. Yeah, but I didn't know. You, now you do. Or even then, I was probably like seasick. What do you think? What am I, a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I can handle this. My face is green. Yeah, I'm cool, fine. man. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think the Bezos, the Mayflower to Europe would be miserable. Awful. Uh the moon thing would be comfortable until you exploded or something. Sure, but then think about the explosion. It's instantaneous. Instantaneous. I think I'm taking the moon. I'm taking the moon. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, and also, like, there's no good weather to take the Mayflower trip. Summer, it's hot, sticky, That's gross. True. Winter, cold, snow, ugh. Fall, okay, yeah. maybe. It's a crapshoot if it's hot or if it's cold. That's true. You are, I mean, I don't know what the weather's like in space, but... <laughs> You know, the best part is What's that? there's no weather in space. Ah. It is space. No one can hear you scream in space, I heard. That's uh, true. That's what I heard. I, well, the thing is, if, you're, if your boat crashes, I guess you could, in this hypothetical situation, you can use a radio. And you, okay. could, you could get... But if you have a, a moon plane crash, then that's it. There's no there's one, nothing. That's it. But then also, if there is a crash, you can swim over to Trash Island and live with Wilson and Tom Hanks. That's true. How many Tom Hanks references can I make? Uh, oh, there's two. The f- how many? There was two. Apollo. Oh yeah. And now a Castaway uh, reference. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good streak. Well, I'm, I got I've got to make a League of Their Own reference at some point. Yeah, you've got mail. Mm. Let's just we'll just let it naturally happen. Yeah, I bet of course. It, I bet you don't have to force it. He is an American icon. He can work himself into any topic this is very true speaking of working anything in any topic i wish that there was a place where we could to go and talk about sports uh-huh. in like a group setting and like a conference call kind of thing while it's happening do you think there's a place that has that that's I, available i think so yeah there is it's called spotify green room oh. live audio only sports talk platform free to download and use uh spotify green room is free audio only social media platform for sports fans start or join ongoing conversations watch games together react to the biggest news rumors and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow me and Lee and Jack at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. You'll be following us live on Spotify Green Room at some day, at some time. Come with your spiciest takes. Let's do it. Let's do it up. <laughs> that was a pretty good read. That was pretty good. So, yeah, man. I mean, um, so, okay. I would... Would you ever Would you ever climb Everest? Would you ever do something along those lines, too? I don't think so. That, you know. uh... I don't. I'm not sure what that's about. I'm not trying to shit on anyone. Uh, do you have any people uh, who listen to the pod who are thinking about climbing Mount Everest? Uh, actually, a, a large majority. Uh, They've been we reaching were out. thinking about it. But, uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know. I don't see the point. There isn't like one. what I feel like you're filling a, a void in your life. Like yeah. it's like. Uh, so, yeah, I'll get my dad will love me one day. <laughs> you know, like I. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Uh, it's all about ego, and it has to be dick size. <sighs> right? Uh, You're climbing one of the tallest mountains in the world. That's true. You're flexing. You're freezing, too. Freezing flexing. Yeah. And you have to hire like a, a shaman to take you up to the thing. Hard pass. I've never understood like those type of fantastical feats in life. Yeah. I just don't know. What would you do with it? Other than like you're at a party, like, you know, I climb Mount Everest. Like, cool. That's it. Cool. That's it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> oh, you've experienced life to the fullest. No, no, you haven't. You've been. You're a dick. You hate your family. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you want. You were like, I'm either gonna do this or die. Either way, either way, my life is better. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I. I don't think I could do it. But God, I mean. But then I. I. I see no difference between the person who climbs Mount Everest and the person who does like the Iron Man or something yeah i'm like why would you 
Just to I, say that you did it. Why would you hurt yourself so much? For social media, dude. Is that it? Yeah, you got to get the Iron Man watch at Walmart. You got to get you got your tags. You can flex. Yeah. Again, all about these odd flex situations. Well, I, well, I, this extends further I, like to the people who like became professional CrossFitters. Oh, but, but now that that's they made money and they got like sponsorships, but like I don't, sure. But for like a year. Yeah, but what from who? Michelin for yeah. throwing tires? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. U.S. Steel for <laughs> for the kettlebells. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's, to me, because to me, I like that's those those were. Now this isn't nice. But no, this is the new nasty voice. Okay, well, okay? so CrossFitters, I feel like, especially the professional kind, like they weren't good at any sport, or they're just average every sport. So sure. it's like, but I am really good at trying hard. Yeah, and I, that, that's. I'm I, not coordinated. I went pro and trying hard. Yeah, I'm not coordinated. I can just work out. Yeah, I can run a little bit. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. You know what does impress me that I saw on just I think I just saw it flipping through on TikTok. Okay. Uh, like the like you know like the professional wood game woodsman games Ooh. like the dudes with the steel chainsaws. Yeah. yeah. Like I saw a dude cut a log that was as round as the couch and the coffee table we're sitting next to. Okay. Like huge, like yeah. 25, 30 and feet in, in diameter. Seconds. <laughs> Three cuts. <laughs> That's the type of shit we should appreciate. More. I think so, especially now as we're all going to be retreating into the woods. That actually, <laughs> that uh, that applies. A, a CrossFitter, you can't. Those skills don't transfer anywhere unless you're going to be on a farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're not like going to have the mules a- hurt, but but Timmy is a he's a <laughs> CrossFit champion, so put that plow on him. <laughs> he can move. Oh, if there's anything in his way, he'll just be able to lift it and run with it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I see. I, I'm more into those type of games than uh, than like CrossFit. You're even an American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I. Where else do those skills come into in, into play at all? I don't know. That's such a strange thing, but people do it. Uh, I, I'm all not sure what they're proving. They're proving that they've been on network TV. I think yeah. that's it. Is it, it just a, is it just a quest for fame? I would assume like, so. Yeah. Because I so one of my clients, uh, I haven't talked to him in a couple actually well over a year. Uh, they had a gym here mm. where they had people. They had actually had three people compete on it. He's like, yeah, I just like doing it. I'm like, but what's the point? He's like, it's good fitness, and I like to do it. I'm like, okay, that's great. And what? Yeah. I mean, if you're good at it, I bet it's fun sure. to hop over, like, you know, eight-foot bouncy balls and climb uh, light bulbs or whatever, <laughs> whatever they do. I'm, if you're really good at it, it would, I'm sure it would make you feel good to be like, dude, I just shredded an obstacle course. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, but you're 39. Like, <laughs> You have to go back to insurance at 9 a.m., <laughs> yeah. dude. Get back to your You're, spreadsheets. You are crushing your body and probably getting injured. For what? For, I don't know. I mean, God bless him. But I, I would like to sit down with him and talk to him. You sure. Know, and see, like, what, what really makes you tick. Right. Like, the Woodsman's games are a- a- applicable to real-life things. Yeah. They're cutting up these giant pieces of wood. Cool. They can go and cut those trees down in the in the Amazon and get paid they, handsomely and it's a, job. It's a job. job. Yeah. And it's like a plus with yes. that. It's just moving on. Which makes me uh makes me lead into this question. Have you been watching the Olympics? Uh yeah. Not closely. 
but yes, I, if they're on, I'm watching them. Same. Uh, uh, went, and they're always on. So I, I'll, I feel like I'm a, I'm a late night watcher. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm watching like 11 p.m. Okay. Uh, like I'll come home from from doing a set somewhere and then I'll put them on. Sure. Smoke a little weed and watch the Olympics. Right. I watched skateboarding the other day. Awesome. It was unbelievable. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was watching BMX last weekend at Rhinehouse. Okay. And the whole time I'm sitting there half in the bag just going like, wow. Yeah. Did you guys say, wow. Did wow. you see that? Wow. It's really incredible. I, and I feel like I... I don't know. Maybe we took them for granted, but it is cool to see. Like I can't as 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 much as I will not watch something. I can't roll my eyes at the Olympics. Some it's still yeah. compa- it's still compelling for whatever reason. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Which this is going to be. This is a spicy take. Okay. Are you ready for it? Let's hear it. We need to cancel the Olympics. The whole thing. The whole thing. Uh, or keep it in one spot. That's that was that was what the first lady said when I when I first told her this. Okay, keeping it in one spot. Did you did you not say that? Who said that then? Who did I say that to? I thought. I think it's great that different countries get the host. I think it's I think it's awful. I think that the Olympics is the herpes of the world at this point. Why? Because it it, actually perpetuates racism. Because it pops up. Well, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But FIFA does that every day. Absolutely. So uh, it pops up every four years. Someone has to take it on, and then it gets passed on to the next country in the next four Uh, years, and it drains their local economy. Do you know how much money it drains the economy? Do you know how much Japan lost this year because they're hosting the Olympics? As a country, they've lost eleven billion dollars. My guy, well, has to, some of that has to be because of COVID, right? For sure. But normally, a country loses two to three billion dollars. I don't understand why they, they make a, in a whole Olympic village. Yeah, they make a whole village. They make all the arenas, and then they never host the Olympics again. Exactly. When are you going to use like a rowing facility? Yeah. Again. I agree. I. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a good idea. Picking one city, but who could ever? Maybe there should only be like five cities. And they just have... Just keep it in Greece. Keep it to the OG. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right? That'd be cool. See? Then you just keep reusing them. Like, I was in Salt Lake last year and, like, drove by and I just saw, like, the Olympic rings still on the side of the mountain from, like, the 02 yeah. Olympics, I think. Was that 02 or 98? Whatever. Uh, or 03 or 04. Whatever. You get it. Right. And it's just like... So, and I asked my buddy, I'm like, what do they even do with the Olympic Village? It's like, oh, it's just overrun. It's just terrible. Overrun. Like, with- it's just dilapidated. Like, they yeah. don't use it. Like, and that's in most countries. Yeah. So, it basically turns into this, like, it looks like a, something from the Cold War or something. Yeah. It's Chernobyl. Like, yeah. I don't... Yeah. That is weird. And it's strange that they lose so much money. They, uh, do they just keep it going because of the nostalgia? It's like Christmas yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the OG nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been doing it for th- like a thousand years. I guess we have to keep we doing it. We can't cancel the Olympics. We can't. We can't. We can't. I feel like uh, it's it's it brings us together somehow. See, that's what she said. It's just yeah. like it brings everybody together. It's like one of the last events in the world that truly brings everyone together. Yeah. I get that. But then I guess just figure out a way to make it not suck for everybody that hosts it. Yeah, that's true. And from the from the business side of it, it's like why? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure all the hotels are booked or something. Sure. Well, not well. Maybe, maybe they don't have fans, right? Yeah, it's just like everyone just going to see someone 
shoot so this is bow a and arrow. The Olympics are being kept alive by Hilton Garden Inn. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for Holiday Inn, I swear to God they'd be gone. That would um, be it. Which, Maybe what's the, your favorite event? Ooh, that's tough. Um, Chess. Chess? No. Well, I was uh, like, is that in there? <laughs> that the most boring. Uh, man. I mean, probably like, what is that, the decathlon where there's everything? So it's mm. like shot put, jazz, it's like all of the events. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the sampler platter of the Olympics, the sand, if you will. That's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. Because that or ping pong. Okay. Ping pong's great. Okay. I, mean, I, don't, I don't play ping pong, but... I don't either, but I mean, watching people hit a ping pong ball that hard and that fast. Yeah, at that level of uh, excellence. Because we all can relate. We've all tried to hit a ping pong ball. And we're not, 90% of us aren't good at it. Some people are really good. It's kind of weird. It's so weird. <laughs> My buddy's dad it was, it was excellent at yeah. ping pong. I don't, that's one of the, it's a weird skill to hone. But some people are nasty and yeah. they really like it. But I don't know. Maybe they saw Forrest Gump and they were like. <laughs> That could be me. I could do this. I my I don't know what my favorite event is. I really like the track and field stuff. I don't know why though. I never yeah. ran track. But I mean, we've all run. We've yeah. You know what? That was also that was another great Tom Hanks reference right there for getting Forrest Gump in. Whoa! Hey, that's three. Pretty natural. Take a shot. There it is. Rim <laughs> shot for you, baby. Okay, we're up to three. <clears throat> Tom Hanks. And uh, what about Tom Hanks? He was like the first person to get COVID. That's so- <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about that? Like, well, if you could say COVID and then that's also, yeah, that's the fourth Tom Hanks reference. everywhere. <laughs> the, you, we, we, you knew we were going to be fine because it didn't kill Tom Hanks. Yeah, you know? that's true. If it killed Tom Hanks, then... That would be a dark oh, omen. That's how COVID started. Oh, imagine, how- <laughs> <laughs> imagine how much worse it would have been. Oh my god, that would have been that would have set a really really dark tone. Yeah. Uh, my god. We'd be wearing masks on our feet. Oh my god. They're just socks. Uh, they're, That's yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you, you're track and field, but like, is there a specific event like the uh, like the baton, like the handing of the baton, uh, uh, the handing of the baton? <laughs> we will have the running of the handing of the baton. <laughs> uh, I, I I I like all of it, really, dude. All, any of them, I I found that I've been able to get into. There's been a okay. couple stuff that I've been like ah. Like for some reason, even the Olympic basketball, I'm, I'm really, I don't really care for some reason. But I love the NBA. Mm-hmm. But I see this as a, I see it as a formality. It's like e- e- there's no story. The story is binary. It's either America wins or doesn't win. You know right. what I'm saying? Because like, I guess it would be cool to to see someone like Luka Doncic, like win a gold medal and beat America and all that stuff. But. To, as an American, you see, it's like, okay, so how how are we not beating everyone by 50? Like, they, they, they've been playing <laughs> yeah. close games. Yeah. It's like, what's happening? Well, the, the Olympic basketball is so much different. That would be, that, would, that was my question. It was like, they must just play. Good team basketball. Is there like a 60-second shot clock or something? No, it's just good team basketball. Okay. It's not one-on-one ISO the whole time and driving to the rim or shooting a three. Yeah. So it's like Greg Popovich. It, right, which is why they fucking got Greg to coach. Who's he coach? Greg Popovich. He coaches America. Correct. Okay. But it's still that's I mean it's it's still played so much differently. Yeah. It, it's it's hard for them to learn and adjust in that amount of time when they just got done with the NBA finals like three weeks ago. That is true. 
It is a lot to ask. Huge. We, ask. we are definitely spoiled as Americans in our sports. I love the the uh, geopolitical dick measuring contests that the Olympics definitely are. Yes. Like we, I I, I see America doing it and it's just like oh that's just us it's fine but when you see like. <laughs> China get medals or Russia get medals in the 80s and you're like those motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like they're cheating they're juicing and then it's like but we aren't yeah yeah we yeah you can definitely t- you can see an American athlete and be like oh <laughs> he has had advantages yeah <laughs> you know he's, he's got a few <laughs> next to the person yeah. from like uh, I don't know insert you know whatever. Cote d'Ivoire <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. is there one thing from the Olympics that you would take out Ooh, I know that's a tough one. Uh, I, I want almost like I was tempted to Google like which, like lame event. W- yeah, which event? <laughs> I'm sure they could trim the fat somewhere. Sure. But at the same time, they're probably not interested. They're like we have everything. They're like a golden corral. You know, yeah. it's like we have every sport you can ever think of. <laughs> not all of it's good or yeah. fresh. Yeah, but it's all here. So it, it, that, there is a lot of uh, what? There's like some whimsical shit to the olympics i don't know sure i don't know which events there are i know they're out there what yeah. if i could get rid of one thing i mean they got like horse dancing horse dancing horse dancing how many people were fighting for that like <laughs> we're upset like oh man the olympics were great they're like i guess <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any horse dancing <laughs> and then if they got them horses dance you know i fucking watch <laughs> you tell me yeah who 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 who, who did that convert into an Olympic fan? <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. Like, training my dog is hard. So the idea yeah. of training a horse to dance is... Uh, Bonkers. My yeah. cat won't even come out of the bedroom because you're here. Yeah. What makes you think I can make a horse sidestep and do choreographed dancing? Right. Because racing them, you would think intuitively, they know how to race. They know how to run fast. Yes. In the horse's mind, whenever you're like, all right, so we're going to do the foxtrot today. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> We got this thoroughbred to do Irish clog dancing. <laughs> How do we job. get him? <laughs> we're going to make him. He's going to win a gold medal. <laughs> How do you think they made him do it? They're just like, well, I guess we just keep shooting at their with feet. Fire. Yeah, with fire and uh, yeah, weapons. And just holding a can of Elmer's glue. Like, yeah, like hmm. <laughs> you wanna, do you, you do could it? win a gold medal or you could be this. Yeah, <laughs> or you could be in a second grader's mouth. Your choice. Uh. <laughs> Your choice. Oh, man. But that's a funny reason that if you if you were in if you were like a teacher and you're like these kids they just eat glue all the time it'd be like well there's an easy way to stop that you just like you know when you eat glue if you know what horses are you're making, you're, eating, you're eating a horse is that true is they it? put glue they put horses in glue still yeah probably but they did before yeah what's what about the horse is so sticky that they why is the horse such a good adhesive i i guess it's, it's the hooves i have no i don't know i don't know what makes me look at a beautiful majestic large-necked beast like that and been like you know what i bet this could make construction paper there's, hold together uh, <laughs> there's got to be something in them that would i would all right this is dark but i feel like if horses make glue then why couldn't humans be in glue i couldn't agree with you more yeah instead or any animal we're like oh we gotta bury my aunt no we don't (laughs) no we don't we got a glue shortage (laughs) get betsy up out of the ground and put her in the mail that's right you gotta you gotta walk what you talk if we're all about you know uh being resourceful and all that stuff maybe we're underutilizing the dead human body yeah 
I think that could be it. So we gotta let go. We gotta let that go. We gotta just, you know, just give it to science. Yeah, I think so. Or Elmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give it all to Elmer. Come on. My God. I yeah. In terms of, I don't know what I would clean up from the Olympics. Uh, the idea. I mean, the idea that they set up these Olympic villages and it turns into a ghost town. That sounds like an issue that they should. That's be worth solving. Yes. Uh, Man, I know. I'm putting you on the spot because there's so many goddamn things. Because, like, you, you, the easy thing would be like Batman. We play that at barbecues, mm. but then you watch these guys hit this shuttlecock at 100 plus miles yes. an hour, and it could be one of the fastest projectiles hit by humans. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's good. I, 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 I wouldn't take any games away. I think they okay. all they all got there somehow. Even horse dancing, <laughs> you know, because it's like we got something for everybody. It's a freak show, baby. Yeah. Like, you know. So I, I would say add more sports. Stand-up comedy should be an Olympic event. It should be. Yeah. You know, because there's so many. It's a bringer show, of yeah, course. You of have course. to bring. You have to bring five people to get in. Of course. Uh, there's a there's a two metal minimum mm-hmm. for sure for every <laughs> athlete. <laughs> I, it could it could be. I mean, I, competition and comedy doesn't really work. Mm. So I don't no, know. No, it's how. one of the most asinine things. Yeah, but it would be. It would sounds like a good spoof, like a good, you know, like a good skit. <laughs> To do the Olympics of co- or you know stand up comedy Olympics, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm mean, totally into it. Yeah, there could be a prop comedy thing. Sure, Care top versus everyone. <laughs> he know? would be USA, yeah. and then we would be everybody. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know who else. Oh, there'd only be a couple countries that could that would actually compete though. Sure, and then you could just do competitive improv. Yeah, and just have Drew Carey host it. That's true. And then no one wins because the points don't matter. Uh, That'd be the biggest problem. Come on. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> I, is, has there ever been an improv contest? I don't feel like they're they're the type of folks. Yeah, that there's would... like comedy sports. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. It's like a chain improv chain in the Midwest. Uh, it's like red versus blue, and then the uh, crowd decides who's who's better that round, whatever. Then yeah. Could you do? Have you ever done improv? Uh no. Could, uh, I've done like sketches and stuff. Like I've done sketch comedy. Yeah. But I've never done improv. Okay. Have you? No. I don't have any desire. I have no desire. Not I don't, whatsoever. I don't work well with people. You know what I'm saying? Right. That that the best part of being a comic is that you are a tyrant. Yeah. You make you. You are you are the producer, the writer, the editor, the director, the actor, the supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah, and you, which means that when you have a bad set, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. But if you have a good set, you're like, yes, <laughs> I am Lord, <laughs> King yes. Stardust. I did all of that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you aren't is like you aren't like a set director. Yeah. That's it. You're also your own costume designer. That's true. Which being everything. That, you shaved your mustache. I shaved my mustache. You look great. Thank you. I honestly I did it. I regretted it immediately. But I feel better. Something has lifted. I was storing something in that hair. And yeah. uh probably lunch. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like spiritually I'm a little lighter than I was three days ago. I want it back. Yeah. But it was it was honestly a good change. Yeah. For now. And you feel like you've, like, I've had this thing for fucking six years now. Yeah. Like, I've had it. It's not like it's, I was before the trend came along yes. and everyone had a mustache and I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And I had people like, why'd you grow a mustache? I'm like, because I've always wanted to. I think they're cool. They are cool. They are cool. 
But the bad thing is, is I had corn on the cob for dinner. Okay. Smell that butter. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Yeah, it uh, it traps. It'll seal in whatever you've been around. Yes. No doubt. And it bakes it. It's it, I can literally smell it curdling. Yeah, I hate I hate this is graphic. Yeah, go yeah. I hate having a runny nose with the mustache. Oh god! <laughs> or having to blow my nose with the mustache. Combine that with winter too. Yeah, yeah. And then it just freezes. Mm, no, it's not a good fix. There's so, not awful but here's the thing you've got you have the shadow like you have the five you've got you can grow a full beard if you want to i could but it's too much it's too much maintenance i I don't think it would be good for stand-up because it hurts your facial expressions yeah and you'd be i think you'd be limited a little bit and that's a that's a really big commitment beards are itchy yeah, I've never had one. I haven't. I I tried to grow one maybe a little bit just to see what would happen, and I really couldn't get past. I was I didn't want to see what happened after in the next couple of weeks after like a month of doing it. You know what I'm saying? It was just was like this is kind of miserable. Do you think you'd be locked like after that? You'd be like, I'm locked in. I have a beard. I've gotten this far. I guess there is a point of no return, but it's just uh, it's hot. Yes. It, that's a that's my. I run hot anyway. So like adding thick facial hair mm. uh, on my neck no uh, yeah see yeah. all i do is the neck and then this 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 piddly thing called a mustache yeah and that's it so like i also it kept it too like because it's, i've always had people say like i can't dress a guy without facial hair i've heard that many times without for some reason facial hair. yeah people just come up and say that to me like i can't trust a guy without facial hair i'm like do you want three bucks or what yeah. do you need do you, huh. do you need bus fare are you homeless uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh, I do feel like whenever I had a mustache, I felt like I was not participating in society as much. How so? I just it. I felt like it gave me, like I was like I don't I don't play by your rules. Okay. You know I do. I am I'm stepping out. Yeah. I because so many people are like mustaches are weird. What are you a pedophile or something <laughs> like that? You know. Yeah. They have so many lame hack jokes for having it. And not that many younger dudes wear it, so it's kind of like contrarian. So I was, I like that part of it. Sure. And as soon as I, as soon as I shaved it, I felt like I needed to be going into an office or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta clock in for your nine to five. Yeah, dude. it's like dude, I just sold out <laughs> right here in my own bathroom. Yeah. Well, you can always come back to counterculture, dude. Yeah. You, you'll be back. I will be back. It's good, and like I think the mustache, it's all like early uh, well actually you know what it is everybody i always assume like it's our age group like early mid 30s is mm-hmm. the stash but now it's like you see kids guys in their like early like mid 20s have it too so it's like there's a good range yes it's gotten it's gotten trendy and uh which there's nothing wrong with that i don't know wrong with it yeah there's not uh, there's nothing wrong with people liking it because you can do it uniquely yes you, you, everyone has a different one everyone's mustache grows differently it's like a mm-hmm. penis that is true. Yeah, they're not. None of them are the same. <laughs> none of them are the same. And I've seen so many penises. Yeah, above there's people's probably lips. girls. There's probably girls out there like I, the dicks. All the dicks are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking liar. Every dick's the same. And you're like, not true. I've watched pornography for uh, fifteen plus years. Yeah, that every dick is different. Every single one. Everyone is unique yeah. and special. It's its own thing. Everyone's dick is a snowflake. Yes. And their mustaches. And their mustaches. Is there a Tom Hanks reference we can make right now? Or 
Mm, you've got a friend in me. Uh, he has a mustache, or you see his penis, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got AIDS in Philadelphia. So I mean, he did you see his penis in that one? I haven't watched. I don't think I've ever seen Philadelphia. I haven't either. I doubt you see his penis. You sure he gets AIDS? Those aren't related. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> There's like five ways to get AIDS. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know why. If, if I was Tom Hanks and the director was like, "All right, so we're gonna we're gonna show your dick this scene," I think he'd be like, "Why? Like, why? <laughs> How is this necessary to the story?" Or he's just like in the recording booth of Toy Story Two, mm-hmm. and he's doing a line, and the director comes out. He's like, "That's pretty good. Um, it's great." <laughs> Um, but for this scene, Tom, we really need to see your Woody. And he's yeah. like, what? I am Woody. He's like, your dick. And yeah. Like, what? Channel. We need you to channel. <laughs> we need you to channel. Tim Allen walks in with it out. Yeah. He f- I, full buzz. He's crazy, right? Oh, is, yeah. Tim Allen is kind of a wild guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, the thing about his history, I mean, he was in jail for two years for selling cocaine. Pre-home. Pre- Way pre-home improvement. Okay. Way before he popped off. Okay. Did you know about that? I knew that he had kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, what, patchy past. Yeah, but a shady, a little fun. Right. Does he, how active is he in comedy right now? Well, maybe not now, but two I years mean, ago. I mean, sure, what, he was on tour in 2019. I mean, okay. he was at the Aronoff. Okay. He was doing stuff. What's his material like? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 that's that's it. He just grunts. Talks him. But if you watch his old like his old stand up, it was actually him like in home improvement doing that character the Okay. And then talking about tools and stuff and doing things around the house. Like home improvement was his act. Oh. And they just they just deconstructed it and turned it into a sitcom. That's kinda cool. Yeah, like like if you look at it, you would do fucking the Tonight Show and then you they would People would be like, all right, he's funny enough. He can get a TV deal. Then they deconstruct his act, and they go, how do we make this a sitcom? Mm. Same with Roseanne. Same with Drew Carey show. Same with, like, the biggest, the most recent one I can think of where they took someone's act, deconstructed it, and put it into some kind of TV or film. It's like what they did with Zach Galifianakis's stand-up in The Hangover. Yeah. And they took a bunch of his stand-up, and they pulled those lines and threw them into the movie. Huh. I can't think of a more recent moment in, like, cinematic... Or like, kind of like a TV show where they've done that recently, where it's that blatant. Where they just basically, um, what, take the embodiment of the stand-up and make a character. And build around it. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin Hart? I'm sure that's what that's what all his shit is, right? Yeah, that's true. I would imagine. I haven't watched the stand-up in years. It's, I mean, uh, The last one I saw was the one he did in his living room. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the whole thing. But it was, it was for all the, like I think a lot of comics have a conflicted relationship with Kevin Hart. Of course, um, but he's most, on top. Most people love him, right? Yeah. But I think on his last special, people were like, "Hey, Kevin Hart's not funny," and comics were like, "Well, well yeah, we've we've known this." Yeah, we've known this, but I think some people kind of smartened up to it. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, w- I I would not say I would say Kevin Hart is funny. He definitely is. Sure, it's just like it's art. It's still art. It's just not for everybody. It's not for everybody, right? And yeah. sometimes we're, we're like, ah, that's not my thing because it's so e- easily digestible, right? And dude, he can he he just has to call Netflix and be like, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shoot an hour. And I'll give it to you in a couple months. Yeah, and they're like, they're, okay, we'll perfect, take it. Perfect. So we'll love to have it. Yeah, because people watched it. I don't know how I don't know how they monetize. How do people monetize? Netflix specials, so they get a deal. But I guess how does Netflix make their money? The, I thought the subscri- off subscriptions, but like I'm like, right? 
but if you watch someone special long enough, do you get more money or something like that? Like, what are the metrics they're using? That's a great question. That makes sense. Like, if the more they watch it, the more money they would get. And also, I mean, Netflix does end up distributing distributing the audio. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, you can, like, same with HBO would do the same thing. So, maybe once they put that out and it goes to, like, Sirius XM or Pandora or Spotify, they could recoup some of that. Right. I bet they know the metrics, but they haven't told Kevin Hart. <laughs> the, because they, Kevin Hart's like, all right, well, I'll get you this special. And they're like, thanks, Kevin Hart. Uh, and he's like, all right, I'll get you another one two years from now. Yeah. And then, but they know that his first, the last one he just put out in his living room, people stopped watching after 20 minutes. Right. So he's probably like, I want $4 million for this next one. And they're like, mm, how about two? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. I, that I, seems low for Kevin Hart. Absolutely. I'm just, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Sure, sure, sure. I just, I, I like to sit down and make up fake situations. Yeah. That, that's what's, totally. That's just what happened. Well, also Netflix, the, the guy who started it loves stand-up. Really? Like, if you if you ever watched, uh, I mean, Live at the Glass Onion, back to Zach Galifianakis, mm. the, that was like the first Netflix special. The head of Netflix wow. is in the front row. Like, he's like, I think stand-up is a fantastic art form, and for my streaming service, it's inexpensive when you really break it down and think about it, and then they can just throw it on and put it out. Yeah. Um, so it just literally costs your production fees for like th- a three camera shoot, an editor, the sound, which is also ran by the vet by the venue, mm. um, and then the guy writing the hour and drawing people in there. Okay. Like it's it's a lot less expensive to do that than to be like I'm going to make a season of a TV show. That's but, true. They have there is tons of stand up comedy on Netflix. Thousands. Yeah, I. It's kind of. It, I mean, it, I guess we're all. I mean, we definitely have ones we like more or less. But there's still tons of it, and I guess that's the ultimate victory is that there's still plenty of it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's HBO Max's stand up selection is dog shit. I don't know if HBO doesn't doesn't put out as many specials as they used to. No, but the, even like their archives of it aren't that good. Oh really? I haven't yeah. looked in a long time. I, I mean, I guess I just. I guess there's there's you know a certain romance looking at like a HBO comedy hour mm-hmm. because i grew up watching them like chris rock stuff like that george carlin right but uh now it's not really there but it, it yeah i don't know which exclusive one they've put out recently uh, gerard carmichael had a couple good ones he did at then um lil rel who lil rel howard lil rel he's uh-uh. great he's uh-uh. he's been on like couple movies he was he was in something recently and uh i think he's also going to be in that ready one or whatever that movie with um tom hanks yeah tom hanks <laughs> yeah tom hanks uh ryan uh jesus christ deadpool ryan reynolds, reynolds. okay yeah. i think he's in that too cool yeah he's like done stuff but he like filmed a special in his hometown high school gym that's cool which is really pretty that's really cool yeah that's wow. the type of shit I'd love to do. It's like just something wild off the off the chain like that. Yeah, that would be a good place for a show too. Was it 360? Like, or did you just do it to one side? Like of, one side. Okay. Man, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, I feel like, well, it seems like there's stand-up, like the, the market is not going anywhere because Amazon Prime has some, like all the streaming services, sans Disney. Have, sure. And discovery go or whatever <laughs> all the major ones right the cooking channel yeah they all have stand-up <laughs> which 
makes me feel better, I guess. Yeah, but also doesn't it kind of worry you a little bit that if it, like if everyone's doing it, kind of devalues it, and eventually we're gonna have another bubble like we did in the with the cable days. Okay, and what happened with that bubble? People it turned popped. off, and people stopped watching stand up, and, and comedy clubs closed, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that like, ha- that can happen. That has happened. Oh, then I'm worried. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look out! Look into the history of cable comedy. It's it's kind of wild. I mean, HBO used to do half hour specials. Yeah. Right, and right. then there was so much. Showtime did stuff like everybody had stand up. But okay. also, I don't know if it's going away because like it was like just on cable all the time, mm. and now there's stuff like what we're doing right now. There's podcasts, and there's so many avenues. Like there's podcasts you can follow your favorite comics on Twitter and Instagram or Face like Facebook. There's like so many ways to keep digesting it without yeah. just having to go to one platform. That is true. So. It's definitely not going anywhere. So I don't. I don't know if the bubble could burst per se, because there's so many different levels of stand-up comedy. Sure. At but, this point, that you could get your hands on, or you could run into. But my fear is the, here's what I'm thinking: that the hour special is going to disappear soon. I think Lee and I have covered this, but like with you, like I think the hour disappears because of people's attention span. Yeah, no doubt. Like, I heard Norm Macdonald say, 20 minutes is the perfect comedy show." Yeah. But. I think most of the like people of his caliber that you would consider Norm Macdonald's peers, they would all be like, "No, the hour is the hour is the standard." It's the standard, but yeah. Also, you you weren't supposed to wear shorts on stage, and that's shit's changing. Yeah, I think an hour's too long. Agreed. I think basically no one can do it. I think the number of people who can do an hour and fucking murder for an hour is like four or five people. Uh, uh I'll disagree with you. Okay. Because, like, those people, like, the four or five you're thinking of, like, they're huge. Right. And the crowds that they bring in, they're specifically there to see them. That's true. You know, and I've, di- you know, I've done, <laughs> I've done the road. Yes. Um, and, you know, lead, like, you know, do it. And I've done 45 on the road and stuff. And, like, it's definitely a skill you can acquire and you can gain. Okay. But, uh, like, live entertainment that way, that won't change period i don't think i think people are still going to want to see 45 minutes 15 minutes of comedy when they go to a club or they go and do that right. shit but i'm talking like you are recording an hour but so like you're probably there's not gonna be very limited crowd work you know what i'm saying it just depends on who you are as a comic too That's like true. like you know rory scoville just recorded a whole hour of just crowd work brilliant todd todd barry's done that too okay and it's all about what you what your strengths are and what you know you're good at if you can keep it loose and say like oh i've got you know i've got my 10 my 10 i got my three or four chunks written here then i can just goof around too if that's a comic you are then it can still be really good that's true that's true i just feel like it's very it's very rare that someone can really do it and sure and and murder for an hour yeah but uh, and i i don't know i i think that we don't have great what comedy is right now is kind of in the middle of something. I'm not sure. really sure. Like it bothers me that people think that American comedy is SNL. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But, but that's the institution that we can like cuz it's one the one constant. Yeah. You I, know. I feel bad for people that that's that is sketch comedy. Yes. For so many people. But I also think that's kind of that's kind of changing too with so many different things that are coming out that are sketch wise. Like you had the Birthday Boys a few years ago, you know, Mr. Show. Mhm. Uh, I think you should leave. Like, there's so many other things too that are coming along too to kind of hope that are punching at the throne. No doubt, no doubt. But I, I feel like, I feel like those just kind of come and go. For sure. 
for obvious because it's usually just a couple dudes. I mean, this yeah, is Key the, and Peele and yeah. I don't know, but I feel like the demand for stand up is is stronger than the demand for sketch comedy. I can agree with you, but. I don't really have any data to support that conclusion. You know what? And that's okay. You don't have to have it. Yeah. We do have other data, though. On? On the Reds. Okay. We do have other data there. Okay. Uh, man, you know what? What's crazy, though, is I wish that there was a place where we could talk about this data live and in person while it's happening. Is there a place? Uh, I think there is. There is. I feel like there might be. There definitely is. It's called <laughs> Spotify Green Room, live, audio-only sports talk platform. Get in the conversation that makes you listen to here every day. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Follow us at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. Join us. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room at some time on someday. Mm. So I kind of broke it up. I got my notes. I broke it up into two pretty two chunks. Like you got good news. Okay. And you got bad news. All right. You have to start with the good news. Everyone says, I want to hear the bad news first. Well, there's a lot more good news to get to. Okay. Then there is bad news. I thought you always start with good news. Or no, you end with good news. You end with good news, but I'm not doing that. Okay. Because there's a lot of questions in that bad news that could also be good news. Okay. Right? So it could be all good news. It could. It is majority good news. Just, okay. Okay. We'll, you know, we'll start here. Joey Votto named the NL Player of the Month first base. Pretty cool. Really cool. Pretty cool. Like, as someone who is not really a Reds fan. Sure. And someone who's just kind of from the outside looking in. Yes. I think it's awesome that he's 59 years old <laughs> and, and doing this. Yeah. It's so cool because I, I do understand the level of appreciation that the city and franchise have for him. Yes. Because he didn't. Have, he does not have to be here. No. He did right? not have he to. Could, he could have gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But he's here. Uh, and I think it's I think it's great because they they clearly love him the Reds players like he definitely is such a huge part of that clubhouse yeah right and I think it's it's just cool to watch someone basically black out for a month and just go out <laughs> of their mind and, and basically have their athletic ability explode yeah you know and just seeing someone this locked in mm. and almost getting an MLB record yeah by literally less than a foot yeah. That thing was struck in New York. Yeah. I mean, I watching him last year, I was like, I I don't know. Like do the, as someone who's trying to become a Reds fan, it's like do how much are they going to get out of Joey Votto in the next couple of years? Is he just going to be kind of like this black hole on the roster? I'm sorry if this is uh this you know, uh what sacrilegious is that the word? No, you you're fine. But I, but like but like if if he he's he's holding up cap space and he's not really playing and he's not really strong as a defender, I don't I don't think anyone. Just want a gold glove. Okay, but how long ago was that? Two years ago, three years ago. Okay, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> he's worked on his defense. That is no, but that is one thing a lot of people said early on. Is like, oh, he's not a good first baseman defensively, and yeah. that is something that he has tirelessly worked on. I'm sorry. Joey Votto. I wish I had a boo button here. I am here. sorry. I don't have one. Here, and we'll just do that. Don't. No, boo button. Okay. Uh, so no, it's super cool, and uh, because he, I, I don't know. I, in terms of like guys in the big leagues who have accomplished what he's accomplished, not very many of them. No. You know, and the fact he's still around because the game gets younger and younger. So it's good to see an old guy 
No offense, Joey Votto, an old guy who can't play defense. But no, <laughs> no, I know it's good to see him just crush balls and have fun. That's right, cool. a guy who's turning thirty-eight next month, which isn't even that old. It's not, but that's like seventy-five in baseball years. Yeah, that's true, but uh, it's cool, man, because he's doing it on a, on a such. I would say a, probably a pretty intellectual level. Because I was trying to think. I, was, I know we got news to get to, but I was trying to think like what activity in sports is one to one to stand up. And it could be pitching, it could be boxing, mm-hmm. but it also could be hitting. I think because uh, your approach, your you have you're setting them up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you are you've kind of like worked on your swing, which would be I guess your material that you're trusting. Mm-hmm. And then, but you also have to improvise and the success rate too. Yeah. Most of stand up, as you know, is just brutal. It's failure. Uh, and especially if you're trying new jokes or just in general, I stand up is a punishing thing and hitting is a punishing thing because even if you're really good, you, we all know you, you suck most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you are re- if you're go- if you are good 40% of the time, you've uh, you've achieved a god status. You're amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're one of the best ever. Yeah. So, even I mean, so operating at that clip it's it's crazy to think about too and also like knowing what's coming like you know guessing your pitches and kind of analyzing that is the same way you go out and look at a crowd like are they going to like this i'm watching the people before me is this joke going to work no in doubt. this spot yeah. so yeah it's yeah, the same you, yeah, way you can go in and kind of change your approach pitch to pitch yeah uh, ab to ab basically i mean i you don't get I mean, some places you get multiple sets, so it could you be like, I went over four tonight. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, but I feel like that hitting, uh, you know, you could really look foolish. Sure. Uh, and stand up when you when you miss, it's ugly. But that's with any sport. Anytime you make a mistake, but I, sure. I don't know. But I don't, I don't box, so I have no frame of reference. But I would imagine it's kind of like that too. Yeah, dodge, weave. You're hitting them with these certain punches at these certain times. I yeah. mean, it's fuck. We have these things called fucking punchlines. That's true. So that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Was Tom Hanks in a boxing movie? Tom Hanks was the stool in the Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: yeah. people didn't know that. That's amazing. Just the rich get richer. He's getting uh, he's getting checks in the mail for being the stool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. He was in uh, Punchline. Oh, stand okay. up comedy movie. I, I haven't seen that. Is it good? It's one of the best best movies about stand up comedy. Really? But how many of them it's, are there? Is that like one five. the Joker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> well, there's what? Funny People. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Okay. Ah, I got nothing else yeah, for you. I got the, nothing else for you. But no, like seeing Votto go on that tear was amazing and the one thing that Votto has done is he said at the beginning of the year I'm going to be more dangerous so Ooh. if you look he's changed his swing he's more upright okay. he's generating more power but he's giving up more of the plate yeah. to uh, to certain pitches that he would just slap previously and now he's like well fuck it I'm going to be 38 I can't get that anymore what am I hitting singles for right and one thing you haven't experienced yet or really locked in on is Joey Votto is a second half guru. Okay. He just goes on these wild second half tears. Cool. I mean, he has the fifth highest on base percentage in the month of August in all of Major League Baseball. Okay. All the time. Okay. That's pretty good. It's really good. It's like, it was, I think it's like 363. Okay. Or no, that's not true. It's like 464. Sorry. Something along those lines. I saw the numbers today. 
uh, but I didn't write them down because I was watching the game on my iPad and working on my laptop. So I, I like watched and looked at the glance. I glanced at it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We'll and take your word for it. Went back to it. So Joey goes on these tears, and I think like the, that pace is not sustainable, but I think him being as locked in, not hitting dingers, but getting on, getting on base at a high percentage mm. and getting doubles and hitting more home runs than he technically should uh-huh. will continue to happen i hope so uh, you would think with uh that's been the most impressive thing i think is that castellanos goes out and you're like oh fuck like <laughs> yeah that that's a bat you can't be losing because who's gonna step up and it was vato and yeah. that's cool and now with castellanos and mustakas coming back he's gonna have more protection you know, so there's no reason to assume do you that believe, he will ever get out again. <laughs> do you believe in protection in lineups? Do you believe that that's an actual thing? There's a lot of people that are heavily against that. Uh, I just think you can only throw so many good pitches, man. Like, right. Yeah, you know, I think that, like, if there's more good hitters in the lineup, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, I, as a pitcher, I would say, yeah, I would want to face a shittier lineup. You know, yeah. because then you... Because they they talk, man. They they know. Like, yeah, it's like if because if you have to burn your best shit early against they all they all saw it. They all know when you used it, how you used it. The guy's gonna go in there and tell everyone what he saw. Yep. And you you're it's tough, and you're gonna have to use your best pitches. You're gonna be creative against good hitters like that. So I I I, I totally see that as as I don't know how you could deny that protection is a real thing. Because it, I feel like it, it would be just because hitters, hitters know, man. They know that they're because it's about pressure. Yeah. Because you, you have to be locked into making, executing great pitches to great hitters, and eventually you won't. The margin for error is so small, you'll fuck up. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you can't, you can't. I mean, you start with Jonathan India, rookie of the month. Ooh. Who's got an who's at an on base percentage of of four hundred plus? Yeah, F- fucking bananas. Bananas. And then you have to follow that with Jesse Winker, mm-hmm. and then you get to follow that with Nick Castellanos when he comes back. Yes. And then you follow that with Joseph Daniel Votto, mm-hmm. and Kyle Farmer, who's also Player of the Month at shortstop for the National League. No doubt. Who's been absolutely mashing as well. Pretty cool. I don't know his story. Is he, is he a free agent pickup? Pick so his story is he was a part of the Puig trade in 2019 when the Reds traded um, Homer Bailey, Josiah Gray, and uh, Jeter Downs okay. for Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood. Um, who am I forgetting? Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood, and Kyle Farmer. Okay. Three and major league players. Yes. So Kyle Farmer was the OG Chris Taylor, the guy who could play everywhere. Okay. And then they upgraded and went and got Chris Taylor, and they're like, we don't need this guy. This is the better version of him. I see. And threw him in, and he's the only thing that is stuck from that trade. Right. Puig's in Mexico because <laughs> of allegations. Uh, Alex Wood is on the IL in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Farmer's still here. Okay. And here's a fun fact. Jeter Downs and Josiah Gray, both of those dudes were used for trades for Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Max Scherzer. Okay. That shows you how terrible (laughs) the front office was in 2019. Uh, And just wanted to get rid of the Homer Bailey money. Yeah. That... uh 
That would sting. I feel like that stings as a Reds fan to hear all of those names and you get no part of any of them except none. Yeah, except for Kyle Farmer. Yeah, who hey player of the month? Player of the month. He's killing it, and he really kicked it into a second gear. Yeah, when he was you know that this last month, I think it was the the again where you brought up pressure. I think it, that was there because ev- everywhere the entire off season, everyone's like, we don't have a shortstop. We didn't sign a shortstop, and then they're like, we'll move Gino over, and he was atrocious mm. and we'll get to him later followed by then it's like i guess we have to put kyle farmer there and he succeeded defensively and his bat has been plus this past month absolutely which, it's a big deal to have a uh, a good shortstop that's not something you can't have exactly <laughs> and the reds tried to do that they tried to be like we don't need shortstop no yeah. We'll put an L screen out there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we'll just shift around yeah. it. Who cares? Mm. Uh, also, something that you know that blows my mind: uh, Trevor Story didn't get moved. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess the Rockies. So he's a free agent. He will be at the end of the year. Okay. So I think they were just playing for that compensatory compensatory pick. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought that was strange too because it seemed like there were certainly a lot of buyers, you know. Sure. If someone like uh, Escobar would go to the Brewers, then why wouldn't Trevor Story move? You know. Right. Uh, Maybe the asking price was too high. I would imagine so because he was. They only had a couple pieces to move, you know. So they were probably like, because uh, in terms of guys they had on the trade block, there was him, and it, they said that they weren't going to move any of their starting pitching. They should have moved John Gray. Yeah. I think that's silly. And there was uh, a market. So I, I guess some part of them is like, no, maybe maybe it's not over. I, I don't yeah. know. Some part of them maybe thinks they can resign. I have no idea. Something I've heard and I've read on on like Twitter is like no one knows who to get a hold of at the Rockies. Mm. Cuz they're in such flux. They fired their the president of baseball operations left, their GM left. And now it's just like the owner, and they hired a new guy. And the new, th- the first thing that guy had to do was get rid of Nolan Arenado, and pick up the tab. Mm. Pick up the tab. My goodness. So I, I mean, that's kind of where they're at. I mean, and so maybe that played into it. I would have to assume. Who knows? I mean, I guess trading story is would be impossible to defend to the fan base. You right? I mean, how uh, they're how bad are they this year? They're very bad. Yeah, and he'll be gone anyway. Yeah, he's not. I mean, if I'm him, I'm not going back. I'm not going to go back there and rebuild. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is like why why it's like why didn't you? It's not why didn't you trade him last week? Why didn't you trade him last year? No shit. Yeah, why would you wait till you get you're back into this corner and you're going to get a piddly return? Uh, yeah, kind of like how the Orioles botched the Machado trade to yeah. the Dodgers. Huh. Didn't think about it that way. What, huh? what are they doing, man? What are they doing? What you know what? They, they should hire us. Let's yeah. go up there. Let's put me in that front office. I'll fire up my spreadsheets. Let's go. I'll I'll tell anecdotes of the players I kind. Of, I've pitched against Trevor Story. Yo, really? Yes. Did you strike him out? Uh, I got him out. Yeah. I don't know if I punched him out. Uh, but he was in Double A, and obviously very good. Yeah. But still not quite there yet. Like he was, you could still exploit what he was doing. But now he would fucking destroy me. <laughs> what, what, what did you exploit? What was his thing then? That, just that a you young hitter, out? man. Like a, a guy in Double A's first year. It just uh, you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> I, 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 it, it, it makes me sound arrogant or something. No. But like it, young guys, they don't 
you you know you show them a fastball in you have a little change up away it's easy to get them on their heels a little bit and young guys man they get aggressive uh you just have to throw if you throw strikes to anybody you can get them out that's the truth and but he he's just a guy you just didn't want to be in you know in a hole against for sure and i watched Mm -hmm. him destroy balls off of you know my friends (laughs) i did see that happen but he wasn't it's crazy because the the I feel like the line be- between a very good double A player and a big league superstar is pretty it's pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, but like guys like him, they like those organizations know that somehow he he'll, he'll, he'll just keep getting better and better and better as he gets older. And mm-hmm. I don't think not all players do that, but he is one of those guys. And right. They, all all of those phenoms, like everyone with the high ceiling, they know that like oh yeah he'll just keep getting better for some reason like they mm-hmm. s- somehow can project that even though in double a you're like this guy's not that good like when i played against i played against lindor in double a and he was just like just a guy that played for akron you know really yeah i mean he like he was like you knew who he was you yeah. knew that he was like like you know who the prospects are and all that stuff but it was just like no he hit 240 in double a <laughs> they all do Sure. They all do, but then they just they get the AAA. They just stay with the program, mm-hmm. and some something in their brain just clicks and they figure it out. And I get, it's probably a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. There is a theory that the guys are just big leaguers. Like, yeah, I mean, they're they do fine in the minor leagues, but they just once they get to the big leagues, then that's what allows them to unlock. Interesting. And that's what I like to believe about myself. <laughs> <laughs> is that if you got there, you would have just... I would have just would have clicked, man. would have been right there. We're going so hard and... Well, yeah. you also think it's like, cause, like, isn't the jump from high A to double A harder? That It's so much harder than going from double A to triple A. Because, uh, you, you know, you... I thought going triple A was hard. Uh, now, I, I, my triple A was in uh, the PCL, which is a nightmare. Uh, yeah. In terms of everything's high elevation, all it's, oh. just, it's, a, it's a big, big hitters league. Like yeah. you, like everyone's like you know the hitters pad their stats. Hit pitchers, if you're a starter, and you have an ERA in the fives, you're ready to go. You're ready to be in the big leagues type thing. Wow. Um, so it's it was t- it, but Triple A was tough because there's a lot of vet hitters in Double A. Yeah. You at the talent level is higher than Triple A. Um, but they're not as smart. But the mm-hmm. AAA guys were just smarter, so they knew how to exploit you, right? Uh, because they're all big leaguers for the most part. But AA guys, is, they're just they're still kind of whippersnappers, sure. You know, so but the the jump between high and AA, AA I thought was easy, super easy, because everyone around you is talented. They're all fast, yeah. And to me, I needed I was a ground ball pitcher, so I needed. Having prospects play shortstop where it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas in AAA, you're gonna get some guy who's like 39 with a bad knee. Yeah, he's not and, going and who right. Doesn't give a fuck. Like he's so salty. <laughs> you know, he's not diving or anything. But the, the there's there's still uh you know the enthusiasm is a little different in AA. But yeah, well, I, my AA time was mostly in the Eastern League, which is a pitchers league for the most part. So that helped, but. There's a big jump between high A and double A, for hitters particularly. Right, because um, they're seeing nastier shit. Yeah, and they're seeing pitchers who have a clue. Uh, yeah. Like, who know, like, you know, everyone's throwing. There's no, you don't accidentally get to double A. Like, you have to achieve something in professional baseball to get to that point. Sure. So, uh, there's not a lot of bullshit, 
you yeah. know um so that's kind of cool but that was what i always heard they're like if you can make it in double a then you can you can be in the big leagues <laughs> in the which uh it wasn't totally true in my case but because i was good in double a but um, like sure. i said i just needed to be in the big leagues and i would have it would have awoken a dragon <laughs> <laughs> the snod gas drag yeah, yeah. dude gonna uh, be dragging all over uh, him, yeah mm. but I mean that totally that makes the most sense. I mean having I mean that's that was also going to be my follow up was like AAA is just a mix of vets and guys who are super close. Yeah. You know who are just a sneeze away. Yeah. A lot of people skip AAA. Like it's like Tyler Malley skipped yeah. AAA. Yeah. Well, he it's, also threw a no no mm-hmm. in Daytona. Yeah. So like you're ready. Mm-hmm. We don't need it. You have you have what what we're looking for that we have seen in you, which is pinpoint accuracy right with this filthy two seam mm-hmm. you've got it now you're ready right with a good with a, with good off-speed pitches no doubt yeah because it, it you, it's it's not necessary because of the 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 talent levels are especially if it's a prospect or it depends on the league it's like well this guy's a young guy we don't want to send him to the pcl let his confidence get uh, get him shook up because He's making good pitches, but these balls are still going out of the ballpark type thing. Sure. Like, we don't need to let his numbers get inflated. Yeah. So, we'll just send him to the big leagues. Right. And so. now you've got it with the Reds where they go from AA Chattanooga to AAA uh, Louisville. Mm-hmm. So, there's not that much of a change. Right. In, in, your, in your surroundings elevation-wise or, you know, you're still playing for sure south slash, like, you know, the south. Yeah, it's consistent. Yeah, the, the, exactly. The, the PCL isn't all nightmare but there's just like a couple ballparks that you're like fuck like el paso mm-hmm. uh, a couple other ones just uh you just know you're in for it sure yeah but there's also some dudes like if you look last year at jose barrero formerly known as jose garcia who was only played above high a and then the reds, reds called him up to oh, play shortstop yeah. last year in the 60 game season and you could just tell like man this guy is not ready yeah his back it's just atrocious, and yet he's turned it around, going from double A AA to triple A this year, and it's just absolutely mashing because he just needed some more maturation and a confidence thing, and just seeing a variety of types of pitchers and yeah. pitching. Unlike Jonathan India, who was in double A in 2019, mm-hmm. had the the offsite stuff in 2020, and they saw some type of change, something happened there, and then went and did some off season training, and then now he's here and he's rookie of the month, killing it. Another, that's a great sign that he's getting better because it's it's now August and he, I feel like he's he's hitting better than he has all year, right? I mean he's 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 been like a real weapon for them. Oh yeah, and that's I I don't know I feel like that's a good sign for his career, but eventually the league will adjust and they'll be like, can he make that next adjustment? Sure, but so far so good. Because like at the beginning of the year he was hot as a pistol. Mm-hmm. He got figured out. He had to sit out for three weeks, Mm. two, three weeks. And then he made the adjustments, came back, because Moose went down, Mm -hmm. and he made those adjustments. Yeah. And now he is hitting better than ever, and he's seeing that outside pitch, and he's just taking it and spraying it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, batting leadoff, bro, that's not not an easy job for a rookie. You know, that's a lot. So, a, a rookie on a playoff maybe playoff team you Ooh, know maybe yeah. <laughs> right and like and also just being in that leadoff makes you have to see pitches better yeah and makes you be more selective because he also has been getting on at that clip and being selective which is a great sign that he knows the zone well and that he's taking it 
and taking what's taken what is given to him instead of chasing and being aggressive. No doubt. Yeah, you can't be punching out as a leadoff guy. No, you can't just start off with an out, which is what we had with Billy Hamilton for so long. Mm. And when we had Senzel change his swing in 2019 for some reason in the second half of the year. It's tough to do. Right. So it's, it's impossible. Yeah. And why we also why the Reds also brought in Shogo Akiyama. They're like, this guy could lead off. Hasn't had a whole lot of playing time until recently. I mean, but also, they've dropped him in that eight spot. And that's been an absolute blessing to have out there. Yeah, I could see. He would be, he would be a, I feel like, a, a plus eight hitter, I feel like. Oh, yeah, dude. His last seven games, he's been starting a lot more because Tyler Naquin is just in the dumps. Yeah, what happened? He got figured out, and he's okay. chasing. He's just not looked good. Okay. Um, in Shogo's last seven games, he's had 16 ABs. He's got three runs, six hits, two ribs, 375 average with a 474 on base percentage with a 500 slugging okay. average. Okay, that's, uh, that's a tough out from the eight hole. That's a tough out. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, of course, that is the tiniest of sample sizes in seven games. So what you're also talking about, we do this every week. So you look at those small sample sizes and focus on what's been working that week. Of mm-hmm. course, you see that, and it's just good to see that Shogo is getting these opportunities. And it matters, dude, because they're still not at full clip with because they're missing some big boys so they need they need you can't have Shogo hit 120 like he has to do this so I mean I feel like they've responded yeah. really well I don't know I mean I, I anyone could beat anyone in baseball I because I, I look at him like can they win the World Series I'm like uh, I don't think so but I mean you no. never know you just I guess you just have to get there you just have to be in be there just get in the tournament that is the playoffs and then it's a crapshoot yeah but i mean if you put a gun to my head today and they're like are the reds winning the world series i go no 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 as much as i want to say yes don't kill me oh (laughs) and then bang i'm dead because it was the wrong answer Uh, the reds won the world series since 2021 um so, which is nice to see, and uh, that combined with Jesse Winker has also, his bat has woken back up in his last 15 games. He's got 27 ABs, five runs, eight hits, three ribs, six walks. He's batting 296 with a 424 on base percentage and a 481 slugging. I mean, he he's not what he was when he was the, the first half of the year mm-hmm. or right before he got elected to be on the, hall, uh, on the uh, All-Star team. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but... I'll still take those those numbers in 15 games. Yeah, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to have MVP numbers. I mean, it would be it would be nice, but the fact that he's already that he has kind of made this leap into an MLB All Star, and you just hope he kind of sustains that. That's great. That's exactly what you're what you need. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I've, I I'm like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic, especially once they get everybody back because they got dudes who are, who are in a point in their career. To where they've kind of figured some stuff out. Yeah. And speaking of getting people back, we got Michael Lorenzen back. Hey. After David Bell was real cute. I, I hate the Vans uh, cleaters. Dude, that is something that we have beat and beat and beat on this pod, is that the Vans cleats are fucking stupid. Do people love them? ML, cut, MLB cut four posted like uh, a picture of Lorenzen in his Vans cleats like when you have to pitch but also have to go see Paramore at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, that's perfect. That's- I mean, I'm all for expressing yourself and uh, I don't know. I don't know because it's not really a baseball shoe. Those you know? aren't, that's not the only sport it's designed for is kickflips. Yeah. And like we get it, bro. 
you're cool. <laughs> we, get we get it. You're from Southern California. We get it. But I don't know. It does, you don't have to live it that hard. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it just your priorities are a little off. But, you know, I'm sure he's had a wonderful day. He's had a great day because he finally pitched well in him. Yeah. Because every time we look down, I'm like, what happened to Lorenzen? Why did he give up two bombs in this relief appearance? And it's them same goddamn checkered vans yeah, that dude. belong in the back of a van you, for a ska band. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, too, it's a distraction because the other team is enjoying scoring runs off of him because he's wearing vans. It makes it yes. that much sweeter. Oh, that you get to rub it in. Yeah. And they're chirping him. Like, I, you know he gets, he hears about it. Has to. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's then, a small thing. Just cleats. It's no, a small, it's a huge thing. But it is it, ca- it catches my attention every single time he pitches. I'm with you? Yeah. Here's my thing. Like, So you've got Clint Frazier, right, mm-hmm. for the Yankees. He gets his, his cleats. They're Jordans. And then he gets them modified to be cleats. Those are basketball shoes. Those yeah. are meant for running. He's playing in the outfield. Mm. He's had them modified to do that. Right. But as much pressure and how you have to pitch, like, everything that you're doing and how your body has to be perfect. Yeah. And you're going to put on fucking off-the-wall vans? Yeah. And, you know, Jordan's not made for baseball, but they are still Michael Jordan. And at least he played baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't... I'm not sure where... If you had to write 500, pay, 500 words on why you're wearing Vans cleats, you couldn't do it. No. <laughs> there's, just the, there's just two words. They're cool. Yeah. That's it. I'm cool. They're cool. <laughs> mm. Jesus. But I'm glad he's back. I'm so glad he's back. He yeah. had a five-out save today. Yeah. That's much needed. Not easy to do. No, it's not. Yeah. And to clean up the mess that he was put into as well. Mm. And he went out and he did it, and he looked very good doing it. Yeah. He's massive. He's a big boy. Do you think that that is also hindering him and his shoulder? Because you would know better than me. Like, why he couldn't make the jump from reliever to starter? Like, what happened to him this year with his shoulder going out? And the same thing that happened to him in 17 when he yeah. tried to do, make the jump as well? Or 16? When he tried to make 16, 17, when he tried to make that jump and his shoulder kept going out? Do you think he's too bulk? I mean, you could make that argument just on the eye test because you could be like, look at Jacob deGrom. Right. Yeah, but he's hard too. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, I don't think it's necessary to be that large. I don't. I honestly don't know what it I, – I don't know how people throw hard. Like some people, you just can. Yeah. Like some dudes, like Roy Oswald – like how that, that was like frame? five foot five and 115 pounds yeah and he just threw gas and uh, they're just i don't i i it's i guess they're codifying it now with uh you know a drive line and all that shit they're like they've like unlocked it it's like they can make anyone throw 92 right like, in, like literally anyone yeah i could go up there for two months yeah and you would have you would be able to throw a ball over the right field wall or yeah. something you know so I don't know. I mean, they say it's all about leg. I mean, he's massive, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if he has good mobility, I think it all comes down to mechanics. Sure. More than anything. Uh, but if he's tight and he's not getting all of you know X rotation or that extension, then you could say, well, maybe it's because you look like John Cena. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Sure. But I don't know. I mean, he – I don't know the man. And I hate to disparage him when he's not here. 
but I, I call him. I feel I feel like he seems to be like a dude who's really into himself. Like, does he have a clothing line yet? No. Okay. No, not yet. I. That's a good guess. <laughs> that's a really good guess. Clothing line's a good one, but he's super into Jesus. Okay. That's Man. a big thing. Curveball. Power Christ. Yeah. Every now and then you'll run into dudes from like Southern Cali who are very, 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 very religious. And you're like, how did that happen? Yeah, that's, that shouldn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. That close to the ocean, the sun, weed, Worship chill the culture. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does look like a god. It's as ripped as he is. That is true. I guess he, someone was like, hey, you know, you look fantastic. And that's because of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you grew up that beard so you know. He does look better with the beard, I think. Where you know their chin is. Yes. And where the neck starts and stops. <laughs> It's a big, nice difference. Yeah, I like it, but I, I don't know, man. He looks I feel, like a young Wade Miley. I feel like the like how has Vado not said anything to him? Like, hey, bro, get new fucking cleats. Like Vado doesn't doesn't do isn't that type of but leader. I feel like that's something that the clubhouse would clean up. For sure, I think point. that's something that Moose will say to him when he gets back. Okay, he's. I think he'll call him the F word and point at his cleats, and he'll be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll change him." Because mm. he did change them last year when he was struggling at the beginning of the sixty-game stint. Okay, we because we were very focused on it because it was like two bad appearances in the vans, and the next thing you know, he's out of them. Yeah, but it also looks like these aren't normal. Like he had the normal classic vans. These look more like trainers. Yeah, but they're still vans. You still shouldn't wear them. Still vans, they're still not. I, I I did see a couple guys like customize their cleats, like wearing like Jordans in the minor leagues. Or with, yeah. So it happens, and I get it. Look good, play good, all that garbage. But <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. Mm. And I don't. What What is it adding? Was it making you better? It, I, I, maybe it's the mental thing. And yeah. Like you said, look, look good, play good. Yeah. Maybe there's something in the soul of that shoe that he he grew up. Maybe you know Southern Cali was born with Vans on his feet, and you know got my Vans on, but they look like baseball cleats. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that he probably thinks he's repping for hard. Yeah. But also when you see his workout videos that he did with Momentum in 2019, what did that look like? Didn't look like he was wearing Vans when he was cross training oh. CrossFit and stuff. You know. Well, I would now, love to have this conversation with him. What if? What if? It's September. Sure. They're in the chase. Yep. They need to win. Uh-huh. He's pitching in the seventh inning in a very tight game. Yeah. Somebody lays down a bunt, and he slips. <laughs> He's not supposed to. Vans don't slip oh. on the tape. But this is grass but we're talking this about. This is true. He slips. Huh. This is a... This would, this is a a baseball episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> because Larry David would get fixated on the shoes and it would somehow become the story that and then as he it slips cost, and falls. it cost the Reds a playoff berth. Maybe this happened. You know how he was rounding third and then he blew up his hamstring mm -hmm. and was on the IL? Maybe it's because he wasn't wearing his Vans cleats. Hold on. He blew out his hamstring rounding third? Yeah, because, you know, when he came back um, 11, 11 days ago he pitched then they moved him to center field then they moved him to left field he got on and then yes because David Bell which we'll get to David Bell later uh, he you know he was given the go sign from second round mm. and third and then came up limp see I don't like that I, I, 
I would take. I'm taking like wh- I don't want Lorenzen in the outfield. I, I don't. don't I, don't, I don't want him hitting. I don't either. Nothing. I like. I know it's cool. I know. That's what it is, dude. It's cute. That's what it is. He is. He is the like. He's Shohei Light. Yeah, I mean to think about, like Shohei is the exception. It's like if you're going to do both, yep. you have to do both that well. The ultimate exception to the rule. Yeah. A monster, a behemoth. Uh, he is the Japanese Babe Ruth. Yeah. But even better. Even better. Because he actually can run, mm-hmm. and he plays with people of all different races. Dude, that's true. So, you give him, you give him that. Uh, you don't do that with Lorenzen just because he played outfield at SoCal. Right. I mean, or at UCLA or wherever he went to college. Uh, did be, did, how much did he hit in the minor leagues? Not much. Yeah. I just to me I'm like, why would you not just put a big league hitter at the plate? Agreed. You have Aristides Aquino, you have a deep enough bench, you have those guys that are there for that reason. Yeah. You don't need to get cute with it. It's I don't know if it's just like a novelty thing. It is, and David it. Bell loves his little gadgets okay. and he loves overmanaging. Okay. Is that the is that the scoop on him? That's is, the scoop. Okay. He gets too cute. Thank God for that three batter rule. Because he would just burn through <laughs> the bullpen. I don't understand why he let Hembry get and stay in trouble last night. And Supposedly, that, that the game plan that they came up with was using Sessa early. It was using Lorenzen early and getting to Hembry. Yeah. But they didn't have a backup plan. They were going to put Brock in, but David let him ride it out. Mm. And I don't understand that call either. You go with the lefty on that matchup. Switch, switch him to the other side of the plate. Why not? Because because Polanco's a switch hitter. Right. Put him over on the other side of the plate and go from there, dude. That's that's baseball could fucking one on one. Could he wrap it around the left field foul pole like that? I don't think so. I don't think so yeah. either. He hits for contact <laughs> yeah. on the on that side on the right side of the plate. So I don't. I mean, it, nothing is easier to second guess than bullpen decisions. Like that's so easy. True. I mean, there's been a couple this year with David where there's like a couple glaring ones, and you're like, okay, what are you doing? Mm. But also, it's not like he's been giving been given a lot of tools to work with. That is very true. Where so like he's he's really having to get creative and no, like I said earlier, there's nine guys risks. who have saves for the Reds. It's not like with Tony Larusa, who's a fucking dipshit mm-hmm. in Chicago. But you're giving him Craig Kimbrell, Ryan Tempera. You're giving him Liam Hendricks. You're giving him. There is no way he can fuck it up because those are three guys that could close on any other They'll major league baseball team, yeah. right? Aside from the Yankees, with with what they have, mm. so like you, you can't screw it up. But with David, he's had to hodgepodge at least. He, I mean, we've DFA'd so many guys, including your boy Josh. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I you got to give him credit where credits due, but at the same time, last night was an egregious egregious call yeah it just everything feels so magnified because we've already seen the bullpen lose games before yes and just like we've already see, we don't want to see this anymore and so it's already it just scrutinized already and i'm sure he's well aware of course <laughs> he's aware yeah. he had to sit through a zoom call where there were baseball writers asking him the same question in different words and yeah. you're like yep well we're just working and trying to be resilient yeah and thank god they just came back and won today yeah. I mean, imagine losing that two game spot against the twins wins mm. you don't have a lot of time left no no they uh it, these games really matter right now and you can't be i mean in april you make a bad bulldoz, bullpen decision you know it doesn't really have the same weight as it does now no. so it just i guess it feels like that their their window is narrow 
and they can't yes. be fuck games they should be winning they can't be losing they can't be fucking around yeah there is there is little room for error yeah um Luis was great today. He was fantastic. Luis has been deal. the second half. Like I mean, since since June, he's been electric. Mm-hmm. You that was just gaining him back in the way he's pitching. Did you see his changeup today? I did not see any highlights. Okay, buddy, it was disgusting. That's what you want to hear. You don't. I don't want to. I don't give a shit about how hard he throws or how many punch outs or whatever. Like I want to see him locate his fastball. Yep. Keep it down. And then just throw, use his changeup. Use That's that out, it. yeah. And use your slider too, because mm-hmm. that changeup and that slider look the same coming out. Yes. And then it just fucking flips on. Them. Yeah. So uh, that's a big development for them. It's huge. Yeah. I don't know what happened because it seemed like he had the yips earlier this year. Yeah. Like actually had the yips. Uh, one thing Sam Lequeur said on the broadcast was that he was pitching up and trying to match that mentality of where pitching is now is get him out with a high fastball yeah but that's, that's not, not his game no nah, he's sinker ball man that combined with this is really what i think it is it got hot yeah it's easier for him to feel that ball right mm. so it's easier for him to grip that change up and for him to move like that when it was gorgeous today 89 90 degrees that's true day game a little bit of humidity a little sticky to hold on to it because you don't got that spider tack anymore that's true even though i don't see him as a guy who would have used it you never know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Well, I mean, I, I feel like a hot now for a sinker baller like him, even though he throws 97. Sure. Uh, I feel like because now there's teams that are out of it, you know. Right. So a 97-mile-an-hour bowling ball. The guy is like, the season's already over for some of these teams. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just ground out. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whatever. Right. Whatever. I'll, I, I'm not trying to see the change up. I'll just go ahead and get this AB over. Get it over with. Because <laughs> that's what you're going to see against, you know, you've got the Cubs coming up, the shell of what's left. Yes. Combined with the shell of what is the Marlins. I mean, they still have a promising young future, but it's not what it was, especially when they got rid of a good chunk of their bull, their strong guys in their bull. Right. Like and these, Starling these teams are going to play hard for four innings. Right. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna try to pad the line to yeah. look good to stay up here for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is is Nick Lodolo's up at AAA. Okay. Maybe he gets called up to the bullpen at some point if he develops that slider. Maybe the same with Hunter Green, but I don't think they start the Green clock this year. Yeah. Well, they may not. Have, I mean, I feel like if they were out of if they're gonna be out of contention, it's like, well, then maybe they you bring them up and see what happens. Why not? But sure, they may not be able to afford to throw starts to rookies in September. Right, and you that's know? kind of the hope. Yeah. Before we even started, we were going over the schedule, and I wanted to get to that with the the last question of this. So that's all of the the good news is is that Moose and Senzel are probably going to be up within the next week, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. Same with Lucas Sims; he could be up next week as well, depending on the rest of his rehab and how it goes. So you're getting Sims back. Um, you get you want to, would you put Givens as your closer and Sims as a setup guy? Do you think Givens is just your guy moving forward as the closer or Lorenzen? Lorenzen proved it today with that five out save. I don't think I could do Lorenzen as a closer. I don't, I couldn't buy that. I couldn't either. Yeah, I can't. I I don't know. He's a great swing. Yeah, I and has Givens ever closed? Yeah, he was closing in Colorado. Okay. He, did you know that away from Colorado he had like a one point eight seven ERA? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I mean, I don't know if they're ever, if they have the roster to declare one closer. You know what I'm saying? Like they could sure. try, and there might be a closer by default who just kind of steps into the role. But I'm, I, I'm afraid it's just going to be patchwork for the rest of the year. It has to be. But yeah. It's just the little girl putting her fingers in the dike, and it's just there's another there's another blast of water. Yes, that's just of God, course that was filthy. It <laughs> was filthy. It wasn't supposed to be, but that's the classic children's tale <laughs> that I was read to as a sweet little boy. Golly, I need that book, dude. What? Yeah, it was hot, dude. That's why I'm so goddamn gross. <laughs> I've read freaky stories. <laughs> Dude, Peter Rabbit fucked so much. Oh, <laughs> yes. Fucked like a rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Come on. Here we go. You can have it. <laughs> did you hear the laugh reel? I did. Okay. We don't have headphones on because my inner ear ones are gross and I just don't feel like doing it today. Okay. So it moves. This is where we move into the bad news. Okay. I mean, we have agreed upon it, but it's still good to talk about. Moose is coming back. Where do you put him? Moustakas or Suarez? You put Moose. Where do you put Suarez? Where do you put Moose? I'm sure as fuck not moving Suarez back to shortstop. No. As well as, well as Kyle Farmer has been hitting and defensively has been above average. Yeah, I I think Moustakas plays a hefty third base. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, yeah. In, in Suarez's last 15, he's got 56 ABs. He's got six runs, 11 hits, three homers, six ribs, six walks, 18 strikeouts with a 196 average, 274 on base, and a 411 slug. 196, though. That's not that's an improvement. That's a massive that's improvement. That's a hot streak. Uh, but you keep looking at these three home runs and these six ribbies, and you're so enticed. But then you look at the rest, and then you see the six walks. But then you're like, but that's out of 56 ABs. And you're looking down and going, man, that 274 on base percentage is dog shit. It's not good. Yeah, I, easy decision. He comes off the bench. He plays when Mustakas is tired. Uh-huh. And, or hurt again. Yeah, or hurt again. Or, uh, you know, he could be he could be some lightning off the bench, potentially. Of course. But uh, I don't know. Is that sad to think that he won't be – are Reds fans going to – They're very sad. Yeah. Yeah, he was a monster. In 2019, he set the the record for a Venezuelan-born player with home runs in a year. Yeah. He almost hit 50 dingers. And he, this type of regression is a, a unbelievably absurd. Mm, I know I've told you this. You Suarez? Yeah. Has hit a home run off of me. But you have struck him out. I have struck him out. See? I think. Do you struck him out? Uh, maybe. I, I'm gonna say you did. I'm gonna say we're gonna live on this and say that you did. He but in double A he bunted off of me. He did he drag bunted and I was like, dude, come on. What a yeah. schmuck. Yes. In double A. Get your pad your stats, Suarez. Wow. That's insane. It's drag bunt. Yes. God, what a were they shifting on him, or is it just like, I'm just going to fucking drag punk. I don't give a shit. Uh well I don't think I so he hit a home run off me in Venezuela. Uh, but I, I faced him a lot, and I don't ever really remember. Like I feel like I had his number pretty good. Like he was a good player, uh, but I feel like um, historically I had good number. Maybe, but maybe I'm telling myself a lie. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was. Oh yeah, I was the man. Uh, but I, and that's that to me would be why he would have drag bunched because I don't think he saw me very well. Sure. So he was like. 
fuck it, I'll just do well, this. And well, he's clearly not seeing anybody well at the moment. Yeah. Here's here's a so all right. So you've got experience firsthand seeing it. So he he was he a high strikeout guy then too? No. So why? Right, so whenever he got to the big leagues and he hit a thousand home runs one year, I was like, what? <laughs> Because I don't, and the, all right, so in Double A, no one uh, there was in the Eastern League, no one really hit home runs. It was just a, all, all the parks were massive and humidity yeah. and blah 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 blah. And but he was definitely he was a guy that probably wouldn't get double digits in 140 games, maybe maybe 12, 15. So when he wow, so when he hit like he does, like dude, he, uh, he changed his swing a little bit too. He was a little bit different ball player back then. Well, he's also 30 pounds lighter, probably. Yeah, yes, he was smaller for sure. Um, but now he's just this big swing. He generates a ton of back of uh, backspin on his balls. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, that's something. That's one of those things that has also been codified in baseball, like you know, launch angle and creating backspin. And, yeah. and I feel like he he somehow plugged into that. But back then he was just like a player who could hit the ball hard and was a tough out. Like you were gonna have to make pitches to get him out for sure. You could mm-hmm. unless he drag bunted on you like a fucking loser. You were probably. <laughs> It was probably going to, you know, he was going to see some pitches. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, like it's just so strange to see the guys who were just, who were like good in double-A to where they have like superstar seasons in the big leagues. And and now he's having a back-to-the-bench type of season. Yeah, I think the swing's too long. And everyone throws too. a thousand miles an hour, and it's just a bad, it's just not good for him. He has to be perfect to get it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the league figured him out. Yeah. So now they won't pitch him inside. No. And they'll make him chase because yeah. obviously he he's just seeing he's not seeing the ball well outside on the plate, which makes me think. And I've said this before. I think he needs to fucking go to the eye doctor <laughs> if he's not seeing something that outside on the plate. Combined with that long of a swing, you would think you'd want to live on the outside part of the you plate. You would think he took Hater to right center field on the outside yeah, part of the plate. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like. I don't think you can give up on him because he's, oh, he's, no. he's shown that he can evolve. It's just it, it, it would be so hard to struggle an entire year because he's trying to not struggle. Sure. It's you not know? like he's given up. Yeah. But at this point, he's probably like, Dude, I don't even – I just need the season to end. You know, yeah. I just need to start over next year. Like I need to, I need an off season, yeah. bro. Like I, I, I can't figure it out this year. Whatever. Yeah, it's like maybe he hopes he can. Li- Honestly, bro, if if Mustakas can come in and then you send Suarez to the bench for a couple of days, like just to have the pressure off, and yeah, he can kind of relax, kind of rethink, and simplify things. Sure, because you know? then, yeah, I, I think because he I, has to play every day. Yeah, as a pinch hitter, that could be a good reframe for him. Sure, you know. But uh, it's probably not something he wants to do. But he's probably tired of going uh, one for five. For sure. Yeah. With with three strikeouts. Yeah, he's probably tired of that. He's tired of having that golden sombrero in his locker. Mm. That's got to be rough. I feel for the guy too. I, I it's not it's not like I I have glee or joy saying like oh yeah he's going to the bench. Like, sure. It, it's more of just a massive disappointment because you didn't think he'd be this much of a black hole in the lineup. Right, especially since he had. His glory days weren't that long ago. No, he it, just turned thirty. Yeah, and you you just would think that the production wouldn't fall off, but that's just how it goes sometimes. It just happens. So mm. hopefully he figures it out. I mean, maybe Moose coming back and then like he pulls him aside. He's like, "Hey, come to the cage with me, real quick." Mm. Maybe it's something along those lines. You know, who knows? And maybe him and Joe, you could stop. You know, 
could be salsa dancing more if if Gino's up there hitting dingers. Possibly. And Joey goes and says something to him. I don't know. I, it's just it's just disappointing, and I agree. I think it's just time that you let Moose take you know seventy five percent of the starts at third. Yeah, I think so too. And who and and with the injury history of Moose, how long will it last at third again? You don't know. Because I uh, supposedly people tell me he plays for the Cincinnati Reds, and I've barely seen him. <laughs> so, um, Luis Sessa, who very instrumental, it, it was a great move, but he's had one bad, bad outing so far. Um, I think he can fix it, um, but it's still disappointing to see. Um, he was put in a tough spot, too, and he just hung a slider. Yeah. And when you throw 60% of your pitches as sliders, you're bound to hang one. Yeah. And it's hard. It's very easy to hit a slider to right center field at Great American Ballpark. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I don't think I've ever seen him throw. But uh, I know Lee's hyped about him. You seem optimistic. I'm very optimistic. And it, he seems like a an upgrade just on his own. You know? Yeah. He's in math. He's an upgrade over Jose De Leon. Mm-hmm. You know, he's someone who has control, isn't throwing high velocity. He is throwing, you know, 94, 95. But it's someone. There's something that you've needed, which is someone that has control. Yeah, yeah. and has a good out pitch. That matters. It yeah, does. you can't you can't come out of the bullpen and not throw strikes. That's all. That's really all we're asking. Yeah, throw strikes, but like not not like bad strikes. Yeah. So, um, and we already covered Heath Hembry. Here's something interesting that we talked about a little bit before. So, a report came out that the Reds were in on Chris Bryant. Hmm. But the problem was the Reds weren't going to pick up the tab of the seven point eight million, which is crazy. They could afford it because they let go eighteen million with Brian Goodwin, Archie Bradley, and Rizal Iglesias. How do you not do that? I don't know. I guess they just don't. They probably have a lot of questions as to where he would fit in. That was my next question. But he gives them. The thing is that he fits in everywhere. He could play. He could. He's. He could play. How many different positions? He can play left, right, first, third. Dude, realistically, I don't know why you couldn't. I mean, you, as, even though I've been like praising Farmer this episode and with this whole time, I don't re- see why you couldn't put him at shortstop with as much shifting that's go- that's been going on and that he has played that position basically in a shift. Yeah, that seems like a lot to ask. It's a big ask. But that he could play all the other positions, no problem. Sure, but you got Joe. You got Joey at first. Yeah. You have Moose slash Gino at third. You have Winker in left and Castellanos in right. Yeah. He could play center field in a small ballpark like this, too. That's very true. That's very true. I've seen him play center field, I feel like. Right? Probably. Uh, maybe. He should have. He no. probably <laughs> has. Yeah. I know. I think, uh, yeah. I, it's, I mean, obviously, from here, it looks like it would have been a good addition, but there's just... They probably have a lot of question marks. So you bring him in, and it's like, what does that do for the rest of the roster? Sure. And do do they even want to go all in? Because given their trades, I would say they are not all in. Givens their trades. Oh, hey. Come Press on. Press that button. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There it is. I, I think uh, you know their trades were... I guess aggressive in the fact that they actually made them, but they weren't. They didn't. They those trades weren't to win the World Series, and no. getting Chris Bryant would be a trade to win the World Series, right? Like the Giants made. Yeah. Um, and the the moves that they made cost them nothing. Yeah. I mean, they sent Case Williams back to to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So basically, they got Jeff Hoffman, and they got Michael Givens for Bob Steve. Bob Steve. Yeah. That's a funny name. You've never heard that one? No. 
Uh, I forget he was in the bullpen, but I was heckling down when the Rockies were in town and there was somebody warming up, and I was like, hey, hey. And he looked up, I was like, tell Bob Steve to shave that awful mustache. <laughs> and then he, he laughed, grabbed his knees, came back up, he's like, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, and he's not had a good year in Colorado, but what reliever aside from Michael Givens, has had a good year in Colorado. Mm. It's a tough place to pitch. Yeah. I mean, uh, not having Brian, especially if it, it will just torture ourselves thinking that, well, they they almost had him, but maybe they were never even close. Sure, but they've been inquiring about him since 2018. Okay. There's been a lot of rumors with him and Schwarber of them constantly like, so what's what's the price? What's the price? Um, which could huh. have been, I mean, it might have been Senzel. And could Rins, you could have him. Yeah. Yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you if you get them and you fall short, you miss the playoffs, and then you lose them in free agency. Sure, a- I get the repercussions, and I understand that that is a guy that you still have control over for a long time, and hasn't even hit his arb years. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't even fucking played. Yeah, barely. That's you know? true. I feel it's what's Chris Bryant's injury history like? Um, he had a bad hip in nineteen. And a little, little bit of a, and it lingered over into twenty, mm. but he's been good since then. He's he's reclaimed the throne, yeah. And also, he's playing in a contract year. But yeah, I, I mean, fitting him in a spot would have been difficult. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't truly make sense. But it would have been pretty fucking it would have been awesome. An upgrade. No, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, no doubt. But and I mean, you don't go get story. You don't go get. I mean, the fact that they still didn't get Willie Adamas blows my mind. But <laughs> even though, like I said, I've been talking very highly of Farmer this episode, it's still Willie Adamas is a massive upgrade. Yeah, I think that they're just. It seems like they're content with how things are going. Of course, and they know they're not World Series contenders, but they are relevant. And you know, if a couple pieces, if everything kind of uh, what manifest the way they hope next year could be even better it could be so why maybe they don't want to get in the way of that sure and maybe banking on the fact that there is that revenue stream of fans coming back to the ballpark and everything they will be more aggressive this offseason yeah you would hope if not then we have we have an even bigger problem so yeah i mean it still also blows my mind that they didn't go out and get an actual closer yeah it's a big one to not have and pretend like you're going to the playoffs. Correct. Yeah. You don't have someone that slams that door. Like, I mean, even the White Sox with Liam with Liam Hendricks, like I said, they went out and got Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. Who was, who was, was back to Hall of Fame status. Yeah. Like, slamming that door. Every, I mean, you, I can't think of any other team that is in this type of contention that doesn't have a goddamn closer. No, but there's always somebody who doesn't, you know? Like, there's always somebody who's trying the... Uh, it, it, it's... It seems like it's something a hole you could fill easily, but it's just it's kind of evasive for sure. whatever reason. Of course, I mean the Dodgers have been trying to fill it when they've had Kenley Jansen there for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've still been trying to fill that hole. It's such a specialized position mm-hmm. that you can't just throw some guy in there for some. But you would think it, you would think it would because he's still pitching. The object is still to get three people out. Of course, but for some reason, it's tough just, to do. Exactly. We need Todd Coffee. We need Todd goddamn coffee. You got to stop mining Bitcoin, bro. We got to get you back. Yeah, come on. We'll do an escape room together. (laughs) (laughs) That is so goddamn funny. So here's what we're looking at right now. 
the Reds are four back of the of the the wild card. Okay. And they're seven and a half back of the division. What is more likely? And I will throw in this caveat: the Padres don't know how long they're going to not have Tatis. Right. But we know what the Brewers have, and they went out and got Eduardo Escobar, mm. which is a great piece to have to put him anywhere, because Keston here hasn't been as good as as he has been in prior years. They went out and got an, an, an not a, a law like a high leverage uh, impact bat, but a good enough one to fill it out with the rest of the pieces that they have. Yes. What do you think would be more likely? I'm gonna. I would say, knee jerk says, the um, it, it's, it would be the wild card, right? Sure. Because uh, the central, I, I well, you you mentioned that the Brewers have a tough schedule and the Reds do not. No, they don't. But seven games is a lot to make up. Yes. Uh, for sure, and uh, it's possible because I feel like there's enough hope and potential where the Reds could make that up but a lot of things have to go right and I, I would like to know what the Padres schedule is going to be like can you do you know I can make that I can make you, that because they're at minimum they're in a tougher division so I would of just course. assume that they're they're going to be dropping games to the Giants and uh, the Dodgers sure probably not the Diamondbacks or the Rockies but sure uh, how, what move what were the moves that the Padres made did they um Good God! Who do they go get? Is that the is that the only team the Reds would be chasing? Padres yeah, because I don't see the I see the Dodgers just completely separating themselves after going to get Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, right, and signing Cole Hamels today. Yeah, which, so basically it'll be the Dodgers or the Giants winning the division, and the other one sure. will be the wild card, and it may be the Reds. Oh, uh, I mean. Oh my! What happened? Oh boy, this is interesting. Here's 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 what here's what the Padres have down the stretch. They've got at home Arizona for three, at home Miami for three. Okay, those are layups. Mm. And then on the road they've got four at Arizona, three at home against Colorado. Those are layups. And then three at home against Philly, three at home against the Dodgers, two at home against the Angels. Two away at Arizona, three away at Arizona. Their September's brutal coming up. Nope. After you've got that three spot against Arizona, you got three at three at home against Houston, two at home against the A uh, the Angels, and then listen to this road stretch: three away at Los Angeles, four away at San Francisco, three away at St. Louis. Oof. Followed by three at home against San Francisco, three at home against the Braves, who are still in it, and then three away at the Dodgers, followed by the last series of the season, three away at San Francisco. Okay. so That's that, a brutal stretch. They could, they could be, you know, these last, what, 40 games they have? Yeah. Uh, they could finish those sub-500 pretty easily, it sounds like. <coughs> Especially without Tatis. Yeah. So, four games, that's, I mean... That could be made up easily. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, I, I mean... That's a brutal stretch when we have the, the Pirates for, like, 15 games. Yeah. I, look, there is reason to be hopeful. That's a, that is my mantra. Agreed. You know? So, it's not... We need, we need more people in the stadium waving red flags or whatever they do. 
Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Red's flags. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the rally towns. <laughs> yeah, whatever we do. But, uh, yeah, it's going to, it will be interesting. I, I think mm-hmm. even if they drop some games, it seems like they'll they'll stay relevant. So who's who else is chasing them? Like who else is in fighting for that spot? It's uh You've got so here's the rest of the standings then. Uh Philly with six and a half back, so there we're two and a half up on them. I don't see that happening mm-hmm. either. Even though they made some some interesting moves for two starters, I still just don't see it happening. St. Louis is seven back. Atlanta's seven and a half back. But Atlanta's fighting for the East title. Yeah. There's a division. Sorry, why I say title? What I've just been talking to too many people who have been watching wrestling. Um, and then yeah, and those are those are the uh, that's the rest of the mix. Okay, so I mean, they're in the thick of it, right? And you have to th- yeah. They're there. All right, but what would uh, if they win the wild card? Where does that put them? Where do they go? What's they play one game against the Dodgers. So what are we even talking about here? <laughs> Let's just talk about 2022, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we're still optimistic. We are the optimistic comedy Reds podcast. One game against the Dodgers. Yes. And if they, if the Dodgers lose, what happens? Then we go and play a five spot. And they against the Giants. Okay. Or whoever has the best the best record in the National League. Okay. <laughs> at their turf. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be easy. And no, saying no. it out loud like this is nuts, but say they, you know, everything works out like we talked about. What if everything works out? It's possible. It's possible. I'll one take one game. One game. Give me, dude. In one game, you know what? You know who I'm banking on in that one game? Uh. Give me Wade fucking Miley in that one dude, game. Dude, Wade Miley's nasty. He's ready for this moment. He's ready for his postseason. Moment. He's ready for that moment. Yeah. You give me Wade Miley, and then everyone's down in the bullpen. We already swept the Dodgers earlier in the year. That's true. They know. They remember. They don't want to see him. Yeah, and they get to come onto our whole home turf. That's who the, would only the Dodgers one. throw. Who it was? Scherzer. Okay. I mean, that seems like. Or okay, do you throw Kershaw or do you throw Scherzer? I would throw Scherzer. I would throw Scherzer too. Yeah, I would throw Scherzer. I would throw that crazy son of a bitch. Yeah, with Man. that postseason record that he could God. Yeah, yeah, you throw Scherzer. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I would. I as a fan, as a Reds fan, if that were the one game playoff, I would want them to put in Kershaw. I mean, last year, let's throw that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was finally good in that postseason. Cool. But now this is a full year of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Put him in there in that high-pressure situation and recreate 2019 when the Nationals knocked him out. Yeah, I think so, too. I sure as they're just – this is not really something you want to see. No. You know? No, I wouldn't at all, which is why they went and got him. They're really, really going for it. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. They have to show last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Because they're Hamels. chirping, chirping. Oh, the Astros cheated. The Astros cheated. Those fans are still ad- ad- very vocal about it. Yes. So, kind of have to be in that situation. Well, let's round third and head for home. What do you want to plug, sir? Uh, we got World Glass on Friday, Hell August yeah. the 6th. Uh, that's it. Now, that, that would be the only thing I really, really need to plug. Okay. Uh, I got a show in Columbus next the the following Saturday. I don't know where it is, but okay. I will be there. But uh, no, world glass. It's my baby. You know, I, I please come. No, <laughs> <laughs> please be there. No, please. I, I don't have anything to plug. Man, the Olympics are on. No, no. <laughs> 
All right. Well, fair what enough. What about you? Got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. August 19th, I'll be at High Grain Brewing. It was a fantastic show last time. Even though the rain tried to make it not happen, it's going to happen again. Um, and then every first and third Tuesday, Five uh, Five Points Park. Hey. Come check those out. Uh, last one was Go great. Go check them out. Uh, the Five Points Show, I feel like a lot of people should go to that. They it's should. A, it's a great place to sit down and enjoy comedy. It's it's, it's nice. Outside. Yeah, outside, tacos, pizza, great drinks. Yes. Come Why on. Why aren't people coming? We have no, like no, 25 no, no, people showing. But more I, people should be there. More people should be. So I hope they come next time. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got on the calendar. Up. Uh, oh, I'll be at the Reds game tomorrow. The rule is always if you come and you say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. You're Billy. I buy you a beer. Hey. I haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. What? No. So, I think now with the economy, inflation, people are going to want a free beer. They're going to want it. So yeah. come out and say, <laughs> say hey. And guess what? I'll be with my in-laws. So it'll be a fun flex. Yes. Make absolutely. it happen. Yeah. Let let your in-laws know that you, this is a success. This is the real deal. Yeah. So, dude, thanks for coming on. Happy to do it. Cool. Well, uh, we'll, we'll have you back on when Lee gets back to and uh, we'll have a real fun threesome. Hey. hey come on. So uh, thank you so much to Sports Drink for having us. Thank you to Spotify Green Room for being a fantastic sponsor. And as always, go Red Legs. Yay. And stay nasty. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.